Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. Here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 53, uh, continuation of our Marvel uh, Universe uh, watch through in a chronological order. We are now up to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume one. And even though it came out a couple years after with movies in between, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two, uh, which is kind of interesting that, you know, it came out several years apart, but in the chronological order, they are. Uh, right next to each other, which makes it nice for us in a way. I think uh, it's kind of cool to get both of them together. Did uh, you say? Uh, did you say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One was it actually? Because I don't think when it came out it was called Volume it, One, but sometimes it wasn't retroactively right. they they retitle those. I've, I've seen yeah. it happen with like Rambo movies where first Star Wars were titled maybe <laughs> right. I don't think they, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they actually go in and and write Volume One on a lot of stuff. But once volume two came out, it just kind of became the, you know, a lot of people will drop that volume one on it because, and I think that has to do more with the the soundtrack uh, in the albums they were selling. Uh, I huh. believe the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, soundtrack for the first one did come out with a volume one. And I think that's based on the uh, the tape that his mom gave him. I think it's it said something about, you know, something jams from mom, volume one. And then the, the one he gets is a present later, spoilers. Uh, is volume two. That's what gotcha. the director, James Gunn, said he titled it based on. Yeah. He, he brought volume two in based on uh, the tape. So, oh, wow. which was which was fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and apparently uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is supposed to be very quickly uh, after Guardians of the Galaxy 1, like three or four months. Like not a lot of time passed, which I found awkward because it didn't seem... It, it, I think there should have been more time in between. It, it seemed like the crew had tightened up a little more than they would have over just a short period of time. You said it seemed awkward, and I think that's what he was going for. He wanted the characters still to kind of have an awkward uh, uh, way about themselves. But I don't think they were. Quite... Okay, I got. Yeah, I listen. didn't think they were. I thought they were a little too tight for only being together for you know three months. You know, it just. I, to they me, went I thought so it... much, Noah. They went through so much. They saved the galaxy. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, I guess I guess that just an automatic bond right there. You save the galaxy and you're all tight. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, but they were also, you know, the other thing was is that how fast Groot had grown. They were saying, you know, he went from the dancing twig to the running around little guy in three months, essentially, or whatever it was. So, which which shows is why he's able to become a teenager really really quickly too. But he became a teenager. I think he became a teenager. We're really getting into this fast, but he yeah, really are. became a teenager super, super fast. I mean, it yeah. was, it was yeah. I thought that that was the hardest part for me, but spoiler alert, we can go back to that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to that. I, yeah, I think it's we... fair for them to develop that sort of Groot timeline because we don't really know how fast a tree grows. Uh, they grow fucking slow. We see it all the time in our <laughs> right. Well, bamboo grows real fast though, right? Oh, true. So yeah, I mean, he, he could, he could, he could be a, he could be a sumac tree, you know. Or <laughs> and you see how Pretty. fast he can elongate his stems. True. You know? true. So uh, maybe he has yeah. an influence on his own, uh, his own growth. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Before we get too far into this, I uh, want to get covered some of the <laughs> oh, stuff we done. normally talk. 
Yeah, we, we covered it. <laughs> so we're gonna go into how how we liked it. Um, no, let's let's talk, let's just talk about. Uh, so we we all got uh, our drinks for this one. Um, I want to talk about those really quickly. So, uh, Bo, I'll let you start first. Okay, cool. So uh, I kind of went with something to since they are the guardians of the galaxy. I'm assuming they're the guardians of the Milky Way galaxy. So I made a milk punch. It's bourbon, oh, nice. bourbon and milk, a little sugar, a little vanilla, and topped with a little, can't see it, a little cinnamon. So <laughs> nice. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. that sounds good. Cool. All right, Nina, what about you? What do you got this time? Um, I've actually got a non-alcoholic drink. I'm on a medication, so. Uh, <laughs> I usually I mean, use alcohol I don't know if as you can a see. medication. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, she might not make yeah. it through. She'd be like. But, um, <laughs> this is, so I made this one up. It's a, a Gamora Blaster. Nice. So it's um, Sprite, pineapple juice, and enough uh, blue Kool-Aid crystals to make it a nice green color. So. Oh, Nice. <laughs> No, that that's actually so sounds pretty good. So. It's, yeah. it's very tart. I imagine with with a couple shots of vodka, it'd be excellent. But nice, yeah. it's not bad. <laughs> so it has a little of that bitterness, like she does. Yeah, right. A little bit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's very tart. Very nice. tart. <laughs> All right, Steve. What are you rolling with this time? I've got. So I I followed one of the uh, characters that had a cameo, and in both cameos and both films, he was drinking. Um, and that's uh, that's Howard the Duck. So I went with a fluff, <laughs> fluffy duck cocktail. Um, and there's actually two versions. So I have the ingredients for my second version once we get on to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But the main ingredient is a is a liqueur, like an egg brandy based liqueur called oh. um, Advoca. Um, and uh, so I had to track that down. But this one is a uh, has has gin and some orange juice and some uh, triple sec and soda. And the other one has as well as the Advoca, and the other one has um, white rum and lemonade. Um, and just, so so we'll see how, this is my first taste of this though. I, I'm just kind of excited to have a new new liqueur to, to kind of go with. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> so that's the Advoca. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, pulling the, the Howard the Duck, that's awesome. Because I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. funny, like, there's, there's a lot of people out there that really hate the fact that Howard the Duck even shows up in any of these. They, you know, they just blast it so much from like how horrible the original movie was. Yeah, but you that's know. not, you can't base it off of that because that was, oh, yeah, yeah but you, I thought you it know was how classic fan, how, they, how they bring him into oh, this one. A lot of people do, but there's a lot of people out there too that just want to hate on something. So Howard the Duck gets, gets caught up in a lot of that. I didn't I know when I saw it that he was had anything to do with Marvel, so it was kind of oh. eye opening. And then you, you kind oh, of had you never seen Howard the Duck movie? Had you uh, never seen the Howard? I did when I was when it came when it hit the theaters. I was there. <laughs> so it, it was that memorable that you. It was that memorable, huh? I, like, don't think, I don't know. What that I don't think is. Marvel meant anything to me back then. I wasn't a comic oh, okay. book uh, junkie, so uh, <laughs> well so for me it was a you know I liked Star Wars. I liked George Lucas, and he's the one that brought that to the screen. So if if you think. Uh, the Incredible Hulk was bad. <laughs> yeah. It's an which Oscar one? worthy. Oscar, which which, which one? Oscar okay. worthy. It was Oscar worthy in comparison. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, all right. All right. Well, I I, yep. I went with um, so uh, about a month ago, maybe not a full month ago. Uh, I had brewed up a um, a beer. It's called uh, We Likes or I Love Space, <laughs> and. Uh, it's a it's a double IPA hazy IPA from more beer that I got that uh, I brewed up for uh, uh, a weekend with some of my high school friends. So uh, and it turned out super good. So I was like, well, that works because this is kind of 
one of the first, you know, if you take the Thor Dark World where they're they're not really in space, they're more, you know, on Asgard, but these guys are actually when they're out in space and kind of it's kind of like the the first Marvel out in space where they call the Avengers the land the land group and then this is the space team. Oh. So I went with uh, I, I love space because it, I really love these movies. I thought they were good. And then uh, my second one, um, I have. I'm going to do it now because I, I don't know. I want to put it back in the fridge. I don't want to get too cold. Yeah. Uh, I went with a handhouse stoked because I'm stoked on these films. <laughs> right. <laughs> these these were some of the first nice. ones that really um, had that comic value that really made me love a lot of the Marvel movies. You know, it's a different feel from like Captain America, Winter Soldier, where they went really serious. <laughs> You know, and and none of the other ones before this had that comic value. Even Avengers, you know, where it had some funny stuff and some snarky stuff with Stark and stuff like that. It really didn't hit on the comedy level that these ones did, and and that's one of the things I really love about them. Probably so, inspired yeah. the the Thor Ragnarok too, which really embraced the yes. comedy uh, that worked so well for these movies. Yeah. I believe so too. Well, I'll tell you, they're definitely these. I agree with that 100. percent These are definitely more comedic in nature, for mm -hmm. for sure. And I really, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but they definitely they set a different tone. But there's every character is funny in a different way. Like, right. That's the thing I really like about it. It's not like <clears throat> I don't know. It's not like I, I think I like the Hangover movies, <laughs> right? And, and I draw some parallels between. Hangover 1 and Hangover 2 and Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in, in some ways in that, excuse me, you can you can go with, um, you know, Hangover 1 and, and Guardians 1, they're both like sort of groundbreaking and they were unique. And I didn't know what to expect going into Guardians 1, just like I didn't know what to expect going into, um, obviously, Hangover 1. Right, yeah. So my expectations were super high going into 2, and you know going into two with with hangover it's the same thing but i guess the thing i'm trying to say is i got cut off track there but the thing i'm trying to say is like they're all kind of just in, in like the hangover they're all just dumb drunk guys right and they're all like trying to right. piece everything together and they all have their own sort of little minor nuances to their personalities but they all have a lot of the same sort of carrying through theme but if you look at all the different characters in all these different movies they're almost all they're they're almost all funny in their own ways like some of them aren't funny at all, obviously. I mean, that's the point of being like a villain or, you know, the the, the serious character or the straight character. But, you know, even even um, Dave Bautista, right? Uh, right. I, I, I forget his name. Uh, Drax. He, even Drax. I mean, he's one of the funniest guys in the entire... I mean, they're all funny, but in my opinion, he's one of the funniest guys in, uh, of both of the movies. He's hilarious. Everything he says, every other thing he says is funny. And it's well, a whole think, new style of humor, the way he kind of plays off that literal thing. Humor yes, it is. Laughing at everything. You mentioned Hangover. I just want to throw this out. Did you guys, I, I was watching this and they, they do the whole satchel reference about, it's not a, you know, and, and right. it reminded me oh. of, of Hangover. Yeah, yeah. And it, not only that, it was Bradley Cooper in Hangover right. and also it was, it was, you know, Rocket, Rocket. you know, in this. And I, I wasn't sure if that was a call out to, to Hangover. I, I think, but. I bet you it was a nod to that. <laughs> I would think so, yeah. Had to be, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything directly that comes off and says, yeah, that, that was definitely a call out to that. But being Bradley Cooper, which is funny because, you know, we talk about uh, Bradley Cooper and, you know, he's just the voice of Rocket. So 
Um, and, and a lot of people were saying that they didn't even know that was him until later on after the credits or, or you know, had done research because he doesn't sound like himself. He, he did a he did a great character voice for Rocket, which is, you know, like you said, uh, Batista is your you think he's the funniest Rocket to me is is what makes this movie. Like, I think with that, you, you could take other characters out of this and, and probably still have a decent movie. But you take Rocket out of this and the movie falls flat, I believe. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, in, I could, my, I could, I could see that. I agree with that. I mean, well, he's definitely, he's the glue. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think ensemble casts work the best that way. When you have, you know, when you have an ensemble cast and you pull one out and it just doesn't work. And that I, th I think a lot of them, all the characters kind of add a little bit of a balance, especially in the first movie that makes it really work. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 So let's th let's talk a little bit first. We go, and then the other. Okay, we'll talk about this as I go through. But. This was a, a cast that didn't have like big name stars really, you know, up front. I mean, didn't have a Rob, Robert Downey Jr. Essentially, it had Vin um, Diesel. Come on, and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> but they were they weren't. But they weren't acting. They were voices. <laughs> no, I but I mean, I mean, you got Chris Pratt who who's become big with it. This well, was, he hit this in in Jurassic. Right, ripped Chris, Chris Pratt. Ripped Chris Pratt. Get that straight because there's there's community Chris Pratt. See, Parks and, Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt. I never watched that, and so to me, he I was a new guy. After I watched these, yeah, yeah. he was puffy. Yeah, well, and, and that's there was a yeah. lot of it that said that he would he would have got this part even if he hadn't uh, did the workout and got himself in shape for it. He they would have had a fat Star Lord, yeah. which yeah. would have been a whole different. Jurassic you know. World was the next year, so this was prior to that. This was yeah, his first. Right, but I mean, this kind of launched him into, he's mm -hmm. now, I mean, pretty big in, in what he does. Yeah, we have Vin Diesel, but like I said, he's a voice. <laughs> who knew he was he, Who knew he was Groot without checking the name? I know, really, like, probably just like 30, uh, you know, 30 minutes of, of uh, you know, where he comes into the studio and says, I am Groot, how many times? And then they. So this is the cool part. <laughs> you probably this nice, said nice fate paycheck out of that too, huh? <laughs> All right, right, so you could have, but. So Vin Diesel is apparently a very huge comic nerd. He's very much into this, and oh, he plays D and D. Yeah. Oh, full on. Yeah. Like, I guess Riddick is based on a game that he's in. Like, oh, really? That's something like I heard something like that. I was like, I don't that's... that. So, anyways, so Vin Diesel got so into this character that he came in to do his lines in stilts, so that he was taller and could feel <laughs> oh, wow. like Groot. Not only did that, he had Nothing a acting. script. He he had a script of what he was saying for his "I am Groot," so he could kind of change the uh, the flexion. So it kind of had a little bit. So each one of those is a. I don't believe they repeated any. No, I'm sure they. Yeah, they they not, did if they needed to, but yeah, I'm sure they were all different. Yeah, and not only that, but he came in and read the foreign. Uh, I guess for the first movie, he did it in eight different uh, languages. Oh wow. He did the uh, the I am wow. in eight different languages, so that it was him in the in the movies, and then in Guardian Galaxy two, apparently did sixteen different languages, and he read all of those for that too. So he put in as much time as anybody else as far as what he did for his character, and yeah. so um, you know, as much as everybody's like, oh, it's just a, a you know a one line, he put everything you could uh, and more into that one line. I guess he even showed up to the um, one of the uh, screenings or, or uh, the red carpet on stilts you know oh, wow. so he was i think for the first one which i thought was um, i mean that's great yeah so you were saying there's not very big stars in this i meant in I the think, main i mean the main I, I think you meant the main characters because i'm looking at the cast list here and there's like 
Glenn Close, Benicio uh, Del Toro. Yeah. No, I'm just uh, talking about the top. John C. Like Riley. John C. Riley. John C. Riley is one of my favorite actors. I mean, right. Walk Hard. Walk right. Hard. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see a movie that you're going to laugh, I mean, you know, and then the guy that plays, what's his name? The ladies' man um, in that movie? The, um, his, the guy that's in his band, he's like, oh, it's just oh, alcohol. Oh, yeah. oh it's just yeah. weed. Oh, yeah. it's just heroin. <laughs> it's um, like taking it right out of airplane, but it's so, he's so, right. I mean, anyway. I digress. That's another. But, but that's what I meant. It's just the main five. Like they yeah, didn't, yeah, no, they didn't I, pull I, with big names like they did in some of the others. I thought. Obviously, not I, a WCW fan either. Then. So I knew Batista <laughs> was a wrestler, but I'm no, I'm not a big huge. I like. I just I read some of this today, and, and was he part of the 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 group that did the where they did the cross the you know? No, no, no. Thing? He wasn't. Okay. That was that was WWE. So that okay. was actually. So I'm gonna. I just thought he was with Triple H for a while, and I know he was big into that. <laughs> Yeah, no, he was. Um, so what? What it was? WCW was another league, gotcha. uh, air quotes league, the so Canadian w- Football League, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. So it was a minor. It was like a different, you know, whatever. They weren't as popular, but they were popular enough that they had, like, you know, they were on some other station or whatever. Right. But so anyway, so he was he was in that the one the one you're thinking of those guys, um, Degeneration X. That's, that's actually right. early 2000s. That's when I actually, for some reason, in my adulthood. I got into wrestling. I don't know how this happened. I'm not into it now, but there was like a three-year period where I was like, every Thursday night, every Saturday, yeah. every Saturday, I'm glued to the television. I, I watched that too. with Degeneration X. <laughs> I, I was a little bit into it when Rock and uh, so, uh, Steve Austin were yeah. Big. That's about that same time. Yeah, that's all that same time. Yeah. And I just I didn't watch all of it, but I loved their banter and some of the stuff <laughs> they did. And that's what it was. like. I kind of like turned it off when they wrestled. But actually, right. then when they start talking again, what were they saying? You know, it's a soap opera. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So anyway. Okay, so yeah, but what I meant is that, you know, I guess Zoe, yeah. you know, uh, Saldeda, who played Gamora, kind of, I mean, she had a big break in Star Trek, right? She oh, played right. Gamora. I, I, I would say she was, she had a big nerd following. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, um, she did? well, yeah, because she was she... in Avatar and Star Trek. Oh. Haven't and... seen Avatar. Oh, what? What? I've not seen Avatar. You're the one. You're the one, huh? <laughs> You're, so, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I've um, seen pieces of it on like TNT, but I've never, I don't know. Anyway. It'd be interesting to see how it holds up now because I know when I first saw it, it was actually visually stunning. It it had some of the best scenes, and, and, and this was one of those yeah. ones that 3D actually made sense to watch it in uh, because the, some of the stuff they did, it, it really made it like a roller coaster ride. Story wise, yeah, it was. It was okay, but it wasn't like, oh my god, yeah, that's the best story. Sure, but visually, to that's be honest, what it was. I've been, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but so she she was one of those like okay. all the. Well, my husband, for instance, <laughs> thinks she's like well, amazing. I knew, I knew her from so gorgeous. Well, she was in the new the reboot of Star Trek, uh, where they yes, had the new. She and, was Uhura. Yeah, and so I know she had a big part from that, so she kind of had a following from that too, which I thought I kind of thought was funny. Is like, okay, so she's hooking up with the captain there. She's hooking up with the captain here. She's got a trope now. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you, <laughs> you talk about the actors, but not only was it kind of B B list actors. Look at the director, James Gunn, uh, who had directed uh, two movies before this. I think Slither was his uh, was a horror movie was his directing mm-hmm. debut. Uh, he wrote the screenplay or a, an early screenplay of uh, Scooby-Doo back in 
2002, but he really didn't have a. And those are things to hang your hat on, right there, man. He didn't. He didn't have much of a track record, and to hand him, you know, 150 million dollars and say, "Hey, go make a Marvel movie," not, and you know, he. Uh, one of the things you were talking about the humor, you know, he brought the uh, the whole idea of the soundtrack, you know, to, right. to this. That was a big part of of why they hired him was they read his his uh, treatment on it and said, "Hey, this is a good direction." But uh, and this is his brother in it. Yeah. Oh, in the second one, I know. Yeah, I don't know if, it, if he's yeah, in the first yeah. one. He's in the first one. He's listed he's, as a person in the first one. Yeah, like, he's uh, he's John um, Doe's second. He's a uh, uh, Craglin. I was gonna say he's uh, he's also Rocket Standard. Like, <laughs> yeah. When they're he, talking, when they're filming it, and they need like a visual, he like has the rocket puppet, and he's uh, moving it around. Yeah, I see that now. Onset <laughs> rocket. I wonder what that meant because there's an onset rocket and an onset group. Yeah, so it's someone that actually yeah, just walks in their place, like yeah. does you know? Yeah, and, and has right. like the green tennis balls yeah. or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> but he actually, uh, James Gunn took the script to uh, um, Joss Whedon, who did who directed Avengers, and Joss Whedon liked it, but he said put more put more James Gunn in it. That's where it really succeeds because of yeah. James Gunn, Gunn's humor. And so he upped up to the humor level and really went, went, uh, took it to 11 there. And that's what I think yeah. made the movie so successful was that, you know, we're doing, well, we're doing with such a, such an obscure comic reference, what, which a lot of the Marvel ones are, but, uh, but to Super bring this obscure. sort of hu humoristic look at, at it and the soundtrack, it just clicked. The you know, soundtrack. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that. The soundtrack was out of this world. I mean, it the was. soundtrack was every single time a song comes on, I'm like, I got to get this soundtrack. <laughs> I got to Shazam that. I have to yes. do whatever. I have to get this song. Like, the sound, well, and, I mean, and they and it's, fit. I think it's our age, which makes it, you know, more kind yeah. of, you know, if I was, you know, like Nina's daughter's age, maybe even your daughter's age, it's Noah. <laughs> I wouldn't care. <laughs> I, I I think you I think you made some smart choices though, because my daughter's ten, and she loves the music. Like I I bought both of the soundtracks, and she'll, you know, I'll put them on when I'm making dinner or whatever, and she'll be like, "Oh, all right, I love this song." Well, so my daughter says, "I think he was music slaps." That's what it is. It just it has a good beat, and no matter how old you are, it really just kicks yep. in and and makes you, it makes you move almost to get you involved. Where some yeah. music. So a lot of the a lot of the Marvel music, they have the big orchestras and the the mm -hmm. big. Sure. Some of them really feel, but this movie needed something different than that. It needed something else. He, he, James yeah. Gunn said he was a, a lot more intimidated with the uh, Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy Volume Two because he 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 had, had to, to kind of try it. to recreate that. Um, that right. Let's yeah. let's stay with the the B list theme here, right? Guardians of the Galaxy is a B list comic. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Like I've never heard of it. Never, most people had i hadn't either um it's, it's it was it was very from what i from what i read and i didn't i never read it but it I, was it ran it ran <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i was not familiar with any when they when they announced it was coming out i'm like who are these guys right and i had to like look all the stuff up i had never well, and that's I've never heard of any of them. That's that's <laughs> apparently like across the board. Most even uh, even now, when you go and try and find stuff on the Guardians of the Galaxy, it is it is like the Avengers, where it just has these different people dropping in and stuff like that. But they're all like these B and C list, D list people. And the the <laughs> Guardians that we have right in this one aren't even the ones uh, that were in the original Guardians or all you know in most of the iterations. They they actually I think Yondu became... was the first 
Yondu was actually yeah, and he's one he, of them. He, but he's not a he's not a guardian. He's not a, in this one. And not exactly. Not really until um, volume two. He kind we of get some out. we get some throwbacks in volume two where they actually do some call outs to to the comic Guardians of the Galaxy. You know where they have the. Um, at the very end where they have Sylvester Stallone and all those, those yeah. are that actually, that's the team that was original oh. guardians and stuff like that. And what's his name from the green mile? What's the other guy? Um, uh, Vin, Vin, um, oh, well, uh, no, Vin, Michael Vin, Vin Rames from the green mile. He wasn't in the green. No. Mile. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of the other guy that died. Um, right. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking of the other guy, but Mission it was impossible. Ring Ring. Right. Mission, Mission yeah. Impossible. Yeah. 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 Okay. But yeah, so so there's so they have that throughout, which I thought was cool. But yeah, they took this group uh, of characters and put them together in in a way that just killed it. And you know, it didn't have the the comic reference to go with to get to there. So they 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 made this on the fly, kind of like a team we care about, you know. And I think it starts right off the bat. You know, you get the this is also <laughs> this is I I think. Disney, I'm not sure if Disney had them at this, but it has that Disney opening. The mom dies, right? It's got to be, if you got a Disney movie, one of the parents have to die. It's just, it's what they do. Right. A little bit before the the, the, the movie starts, though, they released the trailer. And, you know, we had a, a podcast where we talked about trailers. And I, I right. think I brought this one up as one of the oh, ultimate yeah. trailers about something that just gets you excited about something like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing with this? This is this is incredible. And the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy that and they set it up like a, you know, it was a, you know, the lineup scene. Um, right. All the, all the Groot has his full arms. I think they 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 brought his arms. You know, he got his arms chopped off in the in the, right. in the movie <laughs> like Luke gets his hand chopped off in Empire Strikes Back. Because I know we have to draw call out the reference to uh, they did an, an this appendage one, this being one. Uh, being severed. Um, yeah. But uh, but in the in the trailer, he's got the full arms. And but it's 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 an epic epic trailer. It's got the music and it's got the mm -hmm. comedy and it's got the character introduction because which is great because nobody's seen these characters before unless yeah, right. they've 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 and i think these characters are from like what the 2008 comic um yeah they, they were much they, later much later yeah. in the it, the guardians apparently i can't remember they they originally show up in like the 60s mm -hmm. you know and they're they're in a but this lineup doesn't show up until the until the i think 2008 right. i i would venture to say the only people that would know who these people were going into the movie are people that own comic book stores or work at comic book stores. Right. Or are those because, just I mean, <laughs> super nerds that read every single issue that, you right. know, the, uh, you know, we just did the, the, the uh, collector ready player one podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> that would be the kind of people that, you know, have to know everything about Marvel because, you know, so-and-so loved Marvel. So I have to know every story in case that was what was in his clues. And that those are right, the people. Right. Yep, does anybody absolutely. know? I didn't. I didn't research this, but does anybody know why they chose to chose the Guardians of the Galaxy? Was it to try to get Thanos into the mix, or, or? I um... I heard, I heard what they did was when Disney got bought Marvel, they went to like they they have like a writing stable of like they work they work for Disney, but they're sort of like just develop you know mm -hmm. they just develop Developed stuff that script. comes in. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And they said. Okay, just look at every Marvel title, and if you have any ideas, come up with a treatment. Gotcha. And I mean, and it's one got of the great... writers said, "Yeah, well, it's got a great name." 
Yeah. Right. I mean, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy itself just lends itself to like, hey, that should be a super team. We got the Avengers. Let's make a super team in space. What would they be called? You know? Well, so, not even a super team. Team. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Any of these superheroes, I'd call them people with good intentions. Okay. Well, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. When I said, when I said, okay, let's let's take off the word hero. Then you know, if they were on Earth. They would be yeah. powered, you know, and so they would look at either superheroes or supervillains because there is no sure. super just gray gray area, right? Yep. You're either battery, you know. Right, right. So in this sense, they are. <laughs> I would almost say that yeah, this is maybe the gray area because, I mean, the Ravagers are still the Ravagers, and and Quill is still technically a Ravager, and that's his. You know, he wants to steal Rocket. I mean, he's just <laughs> right? like he. <laughs> He's, he's out to get the bounty on on people's. He, he, yeah, hey, he's a shit disturbing criminal. I mean, look at all <laughs> yeah. the stuff. I mean, that's what he is. Twenty two escapes from uh, prison, incarceration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then Gamora, his, you know, Gamora's Thanos's adopted. assassin. Yeah, and right. she's she's an assassin. Oh, uh, and oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say Drax is probably the one. Even though they call him Drax the Destroyer, he's probably the one that's more you know in line with just doing good because he's after someone for revenge rather than just oh, I'm going to kill him to kill him or kill him to steal you know if you think about yeah. it he, he's yeah. the one he's the moral compass right yeah. so what about I mean could it have been I mean I, I don't know how the story you know I, I'm not I'm trying to think through this but could it have been a situation where you know like you're saying to tie in like Steve like you said to tie in Thanos it's like um, Gamora and Nebula right Right. How else could you have tied them in, like so directly, mm -hmm. to it? I mean, it's it's really they did a good job of. You know, if if the whole thing with with Nebula and Gamora had not happened, I don't know how you would have tied Thanos and them into the rest of the MCU kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you're it, right. You know, so yeah. that's that's kind of they were well, sort even... of like a vehicle, and the first movie was so successful. I imagine. If the first movie wasn't so successful and so well received, if they would have even had a second movie or had to right. have a second movie, right? Yeah, you you got a point that it, that the Thanos thing does tie him into it. But if you really look at these two movies, they never really tie back to any other Marvel movie yep. or hero or anything. I mean, other than the fact that uh, Quill is you know technically an Earthling, you know, or a Terran right. as they call him. I mean, there's the Infinity Stone. They could have done it that way, but if it weren't for the one Infinity Stone that they were trying to get. Very Indiana Jones esque in the very beginning. I mean, that right. was <laughs> Indiana Jones opening scene, you know, um, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark and that. It's like yeah. watching it again, I was like, this is basically Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, the same thing and they're and they're going through it. Um Yeah, but it's I, I think Well, I mean that scene kicks off the movie too. So oh, well. Yeah. Right. It, does, it all it also establishes the music and the humor because the title right. flashes right when the the music beat kicks and he's dancing and then the boom you know, yeah, Guardians right. of the Galaxy takes over the screen and that's like the first time where you you realize oh my gosh this is a comedy this is they're they're well, going to play, comes it, dancing play up the humor yeah and kick yeah. kicking the rats and then uses the one as the microphone <laughs> yep. yep it's like I mean like that it's so it's so clever and, and you know to me it's it's probably up there in the the top three openings of all the Marvel movies. It still won't beat Ragnarok. 
uh, 12. <laughs> I've Rab- Ragnarok. Ragnarok was well, almost like that. I'll a, get to that later. Maybe I'll watch it to, to this, you know, the, the idea yeah. kind of inspired by this humor. Um, but it yeah. great. I mean, I love the way he starts. And then, you know, he gets in there and then the guy catches him and, you know, he starts off and he's like, I'm Star Lord. Who? <laughs> Star Lord, man. The, part. the whole way through the first one. Who? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, and, then, and you were talking about the trailer. We got the trailer where they, after they got arrested and were put in the, um, in the, the prison there and they're doing the lineup and they're reading the things. Yeah. And so in, in the trailer though, they, they added a word to it. Cause like the two guys and he's like explaining all of them and he goes, and they call themselves the guardians of the galaxies. And they're like, so oh, what assholes? Or, what a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> they never yeah. called themselves guardians of the galaxy. And that line was thrown in there just for the tra- oh, wow. uh, trailer because they don't get called the guardians until the very end. Right. Um, and it's right. actually, um, and, in, and the second one, it's all over the place. But the right, the first one, it's well. The main first. villain, Ronan, he calls him. He goes, "These are your guardians of the galaxy," right? right. So he technically named them. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of funny. But I thought that, and I thought that was clever too. But that, you know, you start off with the Star Lord intro, and then you know, then he's he, the whole uh, where they, the four of them, kind of get together with Gamora trying to take the orb. And then mm-hmm. Quill yeah. fighting back, and then you got uh, Rocket and Greer. Yeah, exactly. That was and that was great. That was a lot of fun. Um, there were some interesting things there. I guess the fight scene where they're uh, they're on the ground and Gamora is like kicking them in the head and punching them. They're like laying next to each other. <laughs> so apparently they had to do a bunch of shoots for that. And and he was wearing some body armor so that she could actually really hit him for for you know um, to get the uh, authentic look for it. Well, apparently during one of the shoots towards the end, he forgot to put it on, but he didn't tell her because he didn't want her to like not hit him to, to oh, wow. while they're filming. And I guess he had bruised ribs for like the rest of the shooting. Oh, wow. Because she like nails oh, him right man. in the ribs. Really like, took it to took it to heart? <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was like, oh, my, that's giving it up for your your, your craft right there. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's funny. It's this is this is one of the typical sort of movies um, that and we've talked about already with, uh, you know, Vin Diesel. And we talked about it with Bradley Cooper. But even some of the other, some of the other characters, you know, looking at uh, Yondu from, you know, he was in Walking Dead, right? The very, mm-hmm. like the very first season of The Walking Dead. Yeah. But Lee Pace, who I haven't seen in a ton of stuff, but he was in probably what I would say one of my top five all-time series, um, television series on TV. It only lasted three seasons. And it was a halt and catch fire. Mm. It was about the early '80s computer revolution in Texas, and then Silicon Valley, and all that. Oh. Highly recommended. It, it's really good series, and he's like the, the the sort of villain in that too. And he does a really great job. But it's one of those things where you look at it, you're like, I know that voice. I know that. Yeah. Guy. You're like, you know, and and then you go look over. You're like, oh yeah, now I see it. Like I see it in the eyes. I see it in the whatever yeah. in the nose or or whatever and it's like he's another one of those guys it's just like you look at him you're like oh now i get it like right it is well yondu was such a um a fabulous character in this like in the first one you really you kind of you're kind of torn between okay he's he's kind of a dick but he's also not you know he's not a total he's not a hundred percent a-hole you know um (laughs) because no no one could be really a hundred percent a-hole they they say it in the movie yeah he's Um, 75 but, um, but, then, but when you go go forward and watch the second one and then rewatch it you're you, it's 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 totally different like the first time you watch it yondu is not someone that has your feels right 
He's not someone that you're like, oh, okay, I care about this guy. But after you watch the second one and you go back and watch the first one, it is a total different watch um, yeah. with, with him. You kind of you pick up more on, on, you know, the bad stepdad or the, the stepdad that's trying, but he doesn't know what the hell he's doing kind of thing. They did you at know? the very end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy when he opens up the, you know, he's looking for the stone. Yeah. And rather yeah. than being upset, he's got the smile on his face. I thought that was that was very um, yeah. enlightening. Well, I think he's a trickster at heart, and he's like, oh, he got me. He right. got me. I, I taught him how to do that, and he got me. Mm-hmm. And the way I think about that scene is sort of like, it's it's like I I kind of taught him well, right? Like, right. like that's what I would have done. Like exactly. something along the same lines. So he's learning from me. He's my he's my boy. You're calling him a stepfather. That's a great that's a great analogy, like a foster dad or a stepdad yeah. or something like that. It's like, you know, I'm trying to teach this kid how I got through my life and he got through his life kind of in a similar fashion, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, they talk about it in and he you know, he's always like, you know, I, I didn't you know, I kept you alive. I didn't let them eat you. They'd never tasted Terran before, you know. He uses yeah. that line several times and you know he's like, How is that like a good thing? Like, you know, right. He, but it, yeah. that's but he's such a he has to be a hard ass because he's this leader of a friggin', you know, gang essentially. He can't show weakness, so he has to be the yeah. the the tough dad. You know, right. the uh get you know, get up your knees not hurting, you know, fuck it off all places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's funny, but I was saying after you watch the second one and go back and watch the first one, looking at him, you see him in a total different light. And it, it's very yeah. interesting because I don't know if the second one was written or they knew that was the way it was going to go, but you can see it more in when you know what it is. James kind of really- said that he wrote a lot of backstory in the first one that involved mm-hmm. Yondu and 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 the and maybe Quill's father that he tried to integrate into the second movie. So yeah. so there yeah. was something that was there okay. already a seed that he I, that he right. went towards. Yeah. I would venture to say, you know, I'm certainly not a writer. I'm barely an architect, but <laughs> um, I would venture to say that to be a really good writer you kind of have to think of these backstories and think of the history of all the characters and create all the, you know, growing up of all the characters and where they come from. And that's how you really develop a really good story. And I don't think they even necessarily knew there was going to be the Guardians 2 when they wrote Guardians 1. That's, I don't know if that's true or not. That's my theory. And then once they said, oh, you know, Guardians 1 was successful enough, we're going to do it too. Because were they both in um, the second phase, what do they call them? The second? No. No, the uh, yeah, uh, Guardians three was in phase three. Guardians, Guardians two, two was in phase three. Yeah, two was in three, and one was in two. Yes, right. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm saying is that you know I'm thinking that they they didn't maybe know like because nobody that, knew about Guardians, and then they could have been right. like this was a bomb, you know we're not going to have another whatever you know right. moving on. Yeah, no, I mean it, yeah, it definitely it, was. And- I mean, that's that's what you were saying. If there hadn't, I I thought about this when you said they didn't know there was going to be a two, and it's like they very if they didn't have a two, it wasn't a hundred percent necessary. No. They could have just they could have just gone right to, uh, you know, Infinity War and have mm-hmm. Thor be like, "Hey, who are you guys?" And it'll be like, "Oh yeah, they were in that movie like six years ago." Right. And <laughs> I held an Infinity you know? Stone, so I can you know they could have worked it in somehow, right? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, they didn't have to, but yeah, it killed in the box office. So they're like, oh, yeah, sure. we, we need to make two, and, and it killed again. Well, um, have any of them not killed in the box office? I mean, since let's say, let's take the first few out. Like, let's take the first couple of movies out, right? Because it wasn't the cult following. I mean, the, the following of everybody didn't really happen until, you know, let's say three or four movies, maybe three movies in, at least for me. I mean, they were all very popular, but the immense cult following, the Star Wars level cult following, the Lord of the Rings level cult I following. I think it, it hit right around when Avengers came out. That's what I, yeah, I, would, I would say that probably, right. yeah. So, um, I mean, at this point, they could pick just about any Marvel character, build a movie around them, work them into the big story, and it would make $100 million. Yeah, I don't. Three hundred. I don't think there's been any failures. Essentially, like you know. I, um, I mean, I mean, arguably, you could say they did that. I mean, they got Ant Man for God's sake. Who? Well, I mean, it's a great movie, and we'll get to it eventually. But he was not on anyone's top ten. <laughs> well, this wasn't. Nobody knew about this. I mean, right? Yeah, well, nobody knew about this one. This was right. I mean, you speak of Ant Man. Realistically, before the movies came out. Captain America was not as popular as he is now. Like he, well, he even Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. Like all of I mean, Hulk, Hulk is probably the only one that had a true, like full on, you know, squad following in any comic book. Uh, even the Avengers as a group was always kind of looked at as like, uh, it's just a, you know, X-Men is, yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. X-Men oh, yeah. is the one with it, which has the following and there's not a lot of non-mutants that were were very popular in the comics essentially until they really started the movies and then all of a sudden Iron Man oh, Spider-Man Spider-Man true I guess DC, not a yeah. DC was and, probably and I mean, looking at Marvel and just kind of going, oh, good luck, you know, after, you know, they're yeah, right exactly. on their Dark Knight <laughs> series. Well, great single characters. Yeah. 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 I I think I think Avengers the comic was always where they put like the B-listers that right. they wanted to kind of pump up. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, like Ant-Man Ant -Man and Wasp were in Avengers for a while. And, yeah. uh, you know, a bunch of, it was always like Captain America was in charge and Iron Man was there. But um, I think, I think when the movie, The Avengers came out and it kind of tied together the four movies that had come before that and was so great that I think that was when people said, oh, you have to see all of them. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, and it's, and, and in a way it is, it is like a comic in that way, you know, that where they always, you know, when you read, you know, if you read an issue of Thor and you'll get halfway through and they'll refer to something and it'll be, see, like, see Fantastic Four 317. Right, yeah. And it's like, so, you know, so you have to, there's all these crossovers and tie-ins. And I think, I think that's I think Avengers is when it became MCU and it's like they were all yes so um that was when Winter Soldier that... was was a sequel to Captain America but it was also an MCU movie so it's all in one big long yeah. And, there, yeah, and, sorry. and you make kind of a, a a very interesting point in that if you think about it Fantastic Four was always so much more popular yet the movies were always so or, bad. And <laughs> yeah, well, you, do, you need you need good writers. You don't need good comics to make a good movie. <laughs> so the exactly right. The difference in it too, though, is the the studios that were doing them, right? And that's mm -hmm. why we haven't had a like uh, uh, the mutants, right? X Men that, and all of those, all the ones that are owned by Sony and and uh, 
Fox. They they're the ones that own these, and that's why we haven't had a good one because that's not who's done the the MCU. Now uh, we might start seeing that because they they started to get back some of the licenses, right? They got they got uh, Spider Man, right? They were able right. to do that. That that was more of a collaboration because yeah. um, I think that one's still put out by Sony, but they let the writing team and and directors come from the MCU side, so. They're like, okay, you guys know how to do this. Let us just put our name on it so we get some of the, the money and the, the credit for it, but we'll let you guys do all the hard lifting. Yeah. And so there's talk about a Fantastic Four movie coming out. There's talk about mutants coming into the MCU. Uh, we just uh, They just had Daredevil's um, – they got the rights back from um, Netflix for Daredevil, so oh, he really? didn't show up nice. in the MCU. What about Venom? About the, what about Venom? Venom, uh, Venom is part I of like Spider-Man. Venom. I did that, like the Venom movie. I mean, it, that was a good one, in my opinion. Not everybody it, loved it, but yeah, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't. It wasn't like oh, I could watch that over and over again. I thought. It, I think it has more potential. I didn't care for the movie, yeah, right. but, I, but I thought it established something that could go somewhere. I, I would say the thing I liked about to, to digress into the Venom away from what we're really talking about. The thing I liked about the Venom <laughs> movies there were two parts of it. One. Filmed in San Francisco, and you get to see some of the neighborhoods I am in and, and things like that. So that always kind of has a soft spot in my heart. Like, you know, Scream, Noah, I'm sure, Santa Rosa, right. Steve, Bella, you know, Scream was filmed all in and around Santa Rosa. So that's- Bradley video, I remember going there. Yep. <laughs> I've been there before too, yep. Right, and I used to, that was my video store, the video store they went to in that movie, right. that was my video store. But um, when I, that- you know, even when I lived in Philadelphia, it's like, you know, I love all the movies that are filmed in yeah. and around Philadelphia for that same reason. So maybe there's a little bit of that, but it's just like, I think I think the way they did the humor in that movie was was similar to this. It was like, it wasn't overpowering. It certainly wasn't a comedy, but there were a lot of funny parts in it that they really kind right. of tied into the story pretty well. And that's what I really liked about it. Well, this one definitely had the comedy level amped up. And I think it, start, it starts in the beginning, right? And then we get the, the good intro, like that we saw them being put into the prison you know they mm-hmm. get the intro of each character and then they kind of combined up and then that escape exactly the prison yeah. break uh the prison, <laughs> oh, yeah, prison yeah. break was good yeah <laughs> so they're talking about they're talking about the um point where quilt they're going over quill's name and he's doing the the jack in the box roll up his his middle finger he's like i'm sorry i didn't know how this machine worked Apparently that, was, that was completely an ad lib section too um <laughs> So yeah, there was there was uh, reading some of the trivia. Like if you go on IMDb and their their trivia section, it is one of the longest trivia sections I have ever oh, wow. seen. It is like there is literally over a hundred and sixty like entries wow. of different things. Wow, it's like holy crap. Because that's usually where I go to read and kind of find out some of the details that I don't get from other podcasts that you know that I listen to yeah. that that cover these things. And so yeah, that was one of the ad lib ones. But they were talking about the 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 breakout scene and just what a what a magnificent like powerful like when when Rocket gets up on Groot's shoulder and they start doing that spin around and he shoot and just like with pure glee in his face and stuff. It's one of those like I'm like oh, I love that guy. He's he's my favorite. Well, and then and then he he, he sends him off to go get the leg, which yeah, which has a, one of the which, best payoffs of it. That is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I lo- yeah, I love it though. He's like he's like here's the leg. I didn't need that. Oh, but wait, how did he look hopping around? It must have been hilarious. Like you know, right. he stops in the well, middle of the space, right. That's and then I, and then it comes. Go then ahead. it comes back in the second one where Groot brings him the, the, eye, yeah. the artificial eye. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yep. 
It's like, imagine when he gets up in the morning and he doesn't right. know where his eye is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one too. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, just as such a, it was another powerful thing. And, you know, they, and then, um, they're just, that's where they also have the, um, the walk. They're kind of walking out, you know, in the jumpsuits yeah. and stuff like that. It, it just, it's, it's every it's, prison movie ever. It's right. like they're walking basically with their, their mattress, uh, you know, their, their sheets and their, yeah. their warm in their hands or whatever. Yeah, it's such a good scene and in, in, in yeah. how they all get together and then that sets it up for, for just the further and, you know, um, it did it really quick that it got you connected to them and, and why they were together. And then, you know, you get later on in the movie, uh, to me, Rocket just kills it. He's just, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with too is, is him working off of Groot because, you know, the I am Groot and, you know, we get that uh, in the very beginning when he, he's, Quill keeps talking to him and he's saying stuff and he's like, I am Groot. And he's like, what? Like, yeah, yeah. you already told me. I am Groot. Yeah, you, I know from the last time. And then, you know, you get the one and he goes, uh, what's he going to say? I don't know, but I bet you it's three words is I am Groot. <laughs> Always you know what order, it, right? You know what it's very similar to? Obviously, it's very similar to Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's very much yeah. in the very same category of, you know, not everybody could understand Chewbacca, but Hey, and Solo talked to him all the time. Like, you know, right. nobody, nobody on our side of the screen, nobody was saying him, you know, and we never knew what he wanted, but you always knew by how, you know, the re the, the reaction was or the response was, that's how they knew, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah Han kind of could understand Wookiee and that's, yeah, that rocket <laughs> understands it. Yeah. Which is li funny later because in the second one, Quill understands him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they all they all yeah, kind of like learning. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of they funny. got babblefish, right? Well, Quill, and this is this is something that doesn't really. And this is one of those ones where uh, the the social justice people get all up in arms about. It's like, you know, how come everybody's speaking English, and why is there so many white people on Xandar? And you know, it's like, what do you guys want? But anyways, <laughs> right? Star Lord is supposed to, you know, the little thing he wears behind his ear. It's supposed to have it in uh, a. What are they? Uh, where it translates? Universal okay. translator. Yeah. Yeah. Universal yeah. translator. So a babblefish. That's what I just said. Have you ever seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yeah. Yeah, babblefish. So he should he should have understood Groot in the beginning, but apparently it has to learn each language. Yeah. So, um, but I thought that was a, a, such a good part, you know, with the the whole thing. Um, this is so, and also uh, this is one of those movies. Um, that I think was the first time that I really got a fucking heart tug at the end. Like, <laughs> full on, like, like really? holy shit. Like, I mean, the other ones, you know, I never really felt in, in any of the Iron Mans or any of the Thors, those really like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I got, I got to, I got to turn it away because I'm not crying, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But when, crying, when, when he opens up exactly. the gift and yeah. No, no, it's not even that. It's when Groot forms the ball oh. around him. Uh, yeah. And you know, and, and Rocket's like, why are you doing this? And he, he gives him the line that like, we are Groot. Yeah. And the one line is, yeah. and it's like, holy shit. So it's funny. I don't remember when I first saw it if I got that choked up, but just watching it again, like the third time this week, <laughs> I, like I was literally like, mm, I'm not crying. Yeah. Get you. <laughs> uh, so I was like, God, man, it was so crazy. Um, and then the same thing, you know, it in the second movie, we get we get another serious heart heart. Like I oh. fucking full on was like, I was wiping tears away for Yondu. Yeah. And it's like, so yeah. this has, well, which part with Yondu? Uh, his funeral, the funeral. Yeah. yeah. And they okay. all show up. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it starts. It, it's a buildup with Yondu. I mean, it's like it's like a five minute like you know. Okay, I'm not gonna cover. God damn you! You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the one with the first one with Groot is a little more quicker. But the one with Yondu is like, holy crap. So this is one of those movies, and I think it's her first and maybe the only really in the MCU that has the full great action, great teamwork, all that, you know, the fun blow them up, shoot them up, the great comedy. Like, this has comedy, yeah. and, but it also has an ending that is going to make you tear up, think about stuff, you know, and like, oh, crap, okay, this meant something more than just just what it was. And I, th I think this is one of the only ones that really does that. I don't see that in any other, even in the Avenger teams, any of the other ones. I my, wife, well, my wife and I were talking about this at the end, and both of us agreed that the that uh, you know Ronan's character, he was not very you know he, it was kind of a he was weak. Yeah, it was a weak character, but but at the same time, the, it didn't affect the movie too much because there were so many other things that really drove the movie. It wasn't so much hinged on that good versus evil instead it was much more about their bond and and where it took it yeah. so i liked that yep uh um, yeah you you so you think this is the these two movies have the saddest endings of any of the movies or because i would say um you're talking about when black widow dies in in uh, no the the snap of the fingers yeah yeah infinity war I, am I, am I, yeah infinity war okay. i mean come on <laughs> right yeah. oh, no. here's the thing on infinity war though <sighs> mr stark i'm not feeling so well come on <laughs> okay but here's then the he thing starts apologizing <laughs> i mean wow. i mean yeah it was it was what about end game though with stark and you know when he dies too and he, right yeah, exactly. actually you know what that one doesn't yeah. bug me at all okay Somebody has to die. It didn't bug me, and I think it's because I I'm I like Tony. I think he's great and all that, but he's also still kind of an asshole. So you know, no matter what yeah. he and he's the it, only non-superhero. He's the Bruce Wayne, so he's just immortal. Like he's not he's not an immortal guy. Hawkeye, like... Black Widow. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, they don't have their Fair own enough. movies yet, so <laughs> yeah, right. They're third tertiary characters. <laughs> Uh, so okay, I was more I was more touched when Widow was thrown over yeah. to get the Soul Stone than I right. was Tony dying. Well, she's still alive though. No, that that's a prequel movie. It's before. Uh, it's a no, no, no. What I'm saying, no, no, I know what you're saying, but you don't die when you die, you know, for the Soul Stone because you just are trapped in that space. No, I think they're actually dead. They, you have to give up a soul for it. So Red Skull was was not a goat? dead. No, he wasn't, but he didn't, he was the keeper. He was like the guardian of it. He wasn't actually. Right, so now she's the guardian, right? No. Isn't that because, how that works? Because Red Skull was the guardian for when uh, Thanos got it the first time, right? Yeah. Because he, he sacrificed Gamora, right? But we get Gamora back because of time travel. Right. Um, time travel sells everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I was more, I was more choked up when Black Widow, and I think it wasn't even, like well, her death, but it was it was more how it affected uh, Hawkeye, right? Yeah. Clint, like that to me was harder than watching Tony sacrifice himself and, and all that, you know. Yeah, I didn't. Um, Tony snap, dying never didn't choke me up at all. I see, mean, that didn't... see, it it didn't it did me, but uh, I'll probably say more about it when we get to Endgame. <laughs> it's... Yeah. I mean, it I don't want I don't want to go too far afield here. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I mean is this one I think had more an emotional tie to me that I, I, I felt like I, I'm not ready to lose that person 
you know, and and, and in Yandu's case, it's like, oh man, like he just had, he just got into the fold kind of thing where, you know, the other movies had it. And like, you got, you're talking about the snap, the snap to me didn't feel emotional. Like, oh my God, we just lost all those people. It was more like, what the fuck? Like, like you still got a whole nother movie. What the hell? So that's, you know, where they didn't have a permanency. Like you knew there wasn't, Something you knew they were going to figure out a way to reverse well, it, but I do have to call out. I think I think you you mentioned Spider Man when he says, "Mr. Stark, you know, I don't want to die." Yeah, that yeah. was a well played uh, little snippet. It was that was ad lib too, wasn't it? Or, or yeah, or, maybe. Oh yeah, that's what I heard. But I but I think because we knew they were going to fix it. There, I don't think you know what well, I we didn't know how much though. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, we assumed they were going to fix it. That you know they're not going to kill Black Panther. And you well, know you also gonna... know, you know, well, here's the thing. You know they're not going to let, like, the Avengers have to win, right? They have to win. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, so if they would have had, like, if they would have killed off, like, Falcon and Hawkeye, you know, a right. bunch of, like, lower, in, in like, Scarlet Witch, you know. Yeah, then I'd been like, well, that shit might be real. They, they may not be getting them back. But when Black Panther left, uh, I was like, right. oh, yeah, no, it's all fake. <laughs> Spider-Man, no, like, they're all, not not only that, Hawkeye's family, right? Oh, that was rough. Oh god, that, like okay. all of Hawkeye's family. Yeah. So okay, but this is and, and then it's the beginning in... of Endgame when they cut to that I, scene. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. I was like, I'll tell you what, I might have, I might have cried more in Endgame than I've cried in any other movie. There's so many <laughs> scenes in that movie where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening, and I'm just like tearing up. Like they're starting me with this. They're bringing this back. This is how this movie's starting. <laughs> no, to Noah's point though, this this is a this is a Guardians of the Galaxy is comedy, but it also has yes. that that yes. heartfelt moment. And I think they I think this was a movie that realized that that those are two emotions that you can balance and put into an effective movie, um, and it does it so well. And they, maybe they just decided to play off of that in future hey, movies. Well, so. and it's also the end of the movie where you know, like yeah, the snap was the end of that movie, but everybody know this is part one of part two, so it wasn't really over. Yeah. Then it was just more like mm, I gotta wait. Go ahead. I, I mean, you could you could make the argument though that that Yondo kind of has to die. Because it's it's like the whole second half of the movie is like his redemption. Like he goes. Well, why do you have being... to die after you get redeemed? Redeemed, you know. Uh, like, it's, it's the martyr. It's the classic. You gotta, he's kind of the martyr then, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's he is. It's, but that's it's, why does it have to be that? I way? mean, he gives <laughs> he gives up, he gives uh, he gives up his life for for. Quill. Oh, true. That's what and that's you know, what makes so, it so emotional. So I like... think. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's. I think if he had. I think anything less at that point would have been kind of cheating. Are we on the like second Like if he had just movie? gone in, if, if he'd had two spacesuits and anything. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. We're, we're, What's that? Go ahead. We're going to get into the second movie, okay. too, because we're, 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 we yeah. started talking about it. Um, I, before but we he get served to... his purpose at that point, right? Didn't he serve his yeah, purpose? At that was... point, he had, he had done everything he could do for the story. So he wasn't right. going to be in any future movies. Maybe, I guess he could be in Guardians 3 and... Because of time travel, maybe he will be in Guardians Three. Who really knows? No, I but, think I, I think he's done. But yeah. that, and that's what but I mean. To me, it, to me, <laughs> to me, it's more it, it's more meaningful because you know he's gone and gone. Yeah. Like sure. even even when yeah. even when Tony gives up himself at the end and Iron Man, uh, you know, dies and stuff, you're still like, yeah, they could bring him back pretty easy. They I, could I, bring. I mean, that's yeah. Once they've established that time travel is possible. Yeah. Anything so, is literally right. possible. So the other part of it is... Well, is, I mean, 
is was the redemption side. Sorry to interrupt, but part of it I think that made yeah, okay. it more uh, meaningful was is that he had the redemption side of it. Like Tony didn't really have a redemption port, part to die for. You know, he was still always a hero. He you, just you don't think so? Oh hell no. He was always. I mean, oh, I think so. <laughs> I to me here's here's I actually think Tony was being more selfish by doing it than get you be being mm-hmm. more selfless in a way because that he's always got to be the one every movie right. he's got to be the top guy so now tony goes down tony goes down in history as the one that died yep. to save the world yep i see but i think universe. i don't think it was i don't think it was saving i don't think it was it's that a track I think record. It was, he did it already with the missile in the first one oh, i'm gonna sacrifice yeah, myself I, to everybody else Oh, I did, I, but I still did. I think Endgame, well, Infinity War and Endgame were where he like found his humanity. He, everything he does in those movies or in Endgame especially, is for another person. You know, no, he's he, the most he's selfish. Ready. Wait, what, what happened when they first? We're on the wrong movie here, but what happened when they first? <laughs> when they when they first go in and and he's like, Nah, no, nope, I'm not gonna help you. Yeah, I, I, I want to stay here with my daughter and my wife. Nope. Yep. I know you guys got a thing to do, but nope, I'm out. I mean, but no, but it, then he does it. But then he says, you can't change. We can't just go back to reset. We have to, you know, there are people who've been born, including my daughter. We have to find a way to do this to benefit everybody. Right. Well, no, he's being selfish of that. He's like, okay, I, I, I'm gonna sacrifice. I'm gonna sacrifice the fifty percent of the people that died for my one daughter, for me. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. Well, he, but he, he, he sacrifices. He, he sacrifices <laughs> himself ultimately. We're getting we're getting yeah. far afield here. Yeah. But, but let's get back into the Guardians. So um, another powerful uh, portion of this is um, when they go back and they actually are going after uh, Ronan. I mean, they have the little thing in uh, in uh, nowhere. Right where they talk about, um, you know, they they have the stone and Ronan shows up because of um, Drax. So there's some funny stuff. Like, okay, one of my favorite favorite parts of it, and and I, I crack up every time I see it is um, after they they get uh, they get the stone. Gamora and uh, Quill are taken by the Ravagers, and uh, Drax is pulled out of the 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 yellow goop or whatever he's in. And Rocket shows up, and he's mad, and they're like, we're going to go save him. And he's like, what? What are you guys talking about? And then he gets all mad, and he turns around, and he starts, now you got me beating up dirt or beating up grass. <laughs> I was just like, fuck, it's so funny. Like, yeah. everything that comes out of Rocket's mouth is, uh, I, I could, I want to see just a Rocket group movie, realistically. I could see just a Rocket and group movie, can, and I would love it. They could do that, yeah, for sure. I'm I've, sure I've, 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 heard, I've heard that Guardians 3 is pretty much Rocket's story. Oh really? Because he's the he's the, well because it's one James Gunn wants to do it, but also like he's the only one who you don't know his backstory. Yeah, him and Groot, you don't know. It. Yeah, we don't. Well, I mean, we we know what we've heard from yeah. from Batista, you know, uh, in Drax. Yeah, you know a little bit about Gamora. Well, we know that he was engineered but we don't yeah we yeah. don't have so maybe now the comics kind of go into it a little bit like yeah. there's no like a mental uh mental planet planet where they send mental patients and they did some experiments oh, really? on on animals there and yeah it's like half world or something like that they call yeah. it half world 
and yeah it's a bunch of ex experiments on things that yeah i mean that would be cool i i would love to see that um but so we get into uh you know there, there's some middle scenes where they fight and stuff like that and and some interesting stuff they got the bar scene which was kind of a uh you know you get to see uh batista or drax get drunk and he's fighting with rocket and you get the emotional uh thing from rocket where you know everybody's always calling me a freak and God, someone said yeah. something that he's get called. He gets called so many different names. Yeah, like rat and uh, uh, trash panda. Yeah, know. trash, trash panda is the best panda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that one. That was funny as hell. Which I was funny. I, speaking of that one, I was listening to one of these uh, another podcast, and and someone brought up. He goes, "Yeah, you know," and they he said trash panda, and they invented that. And I'm like, no. That's been around forever. Like they didn't invent that. They just used it. And I was like, God, some yeah. people are so dumb. <laughs> Which I'm sure people of, yell at us when yeah. they're listening. Talking about one of the middles, I'm sure the 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 one person beyond the four people on this podcast that listen to this podcast yeah. are yelling hey, I think, right now. I think we're up to about we're up to about eight or nine regular listeners. So oh, nice, that's yeah. awesome. Um, so, so one of the one of my favorite characters in this, and he and he's he's always been he's one of my favorite actors is benicio but benicio del toro oh god I and the collector one. i mean you don't like him no i hated the collector. i like him i've liked him since usual Suspects. Really? he's so good in usual suspects and i and i, I just did not like any of that i did not like him as a character i did not I, that was to me one of the worst parts of the whole movie is really just, the, yeah i just like the like the when he sees groot and he's like like when you die yeah, like I want to buy the rights to you so I can have you in my collection. Yeah. Like I get that because I used to collect. I'm oh sure you, no! As a collector, yeah. I get that you want everything of everything you can have. At well, least he was. At least he wasn't playing the same character he played in Last Jedi with the stutter, and that was really hard yeah. to watch. I I just didn't like the character. I didn't like the way he looks. I didn't like anything about him. Um, there, there's a lot of that that whole scene. I just don't care for. Oh. You, you know his character is the brother of yeah. Jeff Goldblum's character, oh, really? Rock, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, they're brothers. They're yeah. brothers. Yeah, in was, but I didn't know. Go, that. I mean, you're, you're saying going back to his character, <laughs> yeah. like even after you know the whole thing blows up and they cut back at the end, you know, in the after scene where he's just kind of sitting there, like kind of all you know disheveled hey, and yeah. you're just kind of like, it's a nice. It's a nice callback. I thought it was very interesting because he still has his stuff around him kind of a thing. And he's like, I just want my stuff around me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I get it. I, I And I understand why the character's there and what it plays. But I just, to me, I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah. It was yeah. part of the, the movie. It's I how did. you see it. Exactly. As long as it is. <laughs> <laughs> I it just, I don't know. And, and maybe it was the way he did the character. I don't know if I would have liked him any better if someone else had done him or if he did him differently. I just didn't care for him. Um, yeah, that's... It, it, I get it. it, and he shows up in multiple things, and I I just don't care for him in any of them, and I'm not sure what it is. So, that's um, no, I get it. Okay, I'm not so, away with other stuff. I totally yeah, get it. The collector portion um, is some cool stuff there. They have some Easter eggs, where <laughs> lots um, of Easter eggs. <laughs> so, in one of the, one of the uh, things, they have the little uh, uh, critters from that movie Slither, which was mm -hmm. um, uh, the director's first movie. So they're in there. Which Did I you see that movie? We 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 saw that over at Alicia's house yeah. La last. Yeah, movie. I watched it. With, yeah, I didn't care for oh, the movie that much as much as she enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. So uh, um, <laughs> Yondu. Nathan, yeah, go ahead. Michael Roker was in that movie also. So was Nathan Fillion, and he he yeah. had a he had a cameo in this one. He was the guy that got his got Groot's 
Uh, oh, the through the nose. Stuck up his nose. <laughs> that was me nose, yeah. doing the doing the voice. Nice. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was kind of weird. That was yeah. That was, <laughs> well, he said something like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna lather you up with some kind of jelly," and you're like, "Oh God!" <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it went straight prison in there. <clears throat> he's, he's like, "Do you prefer butter or syrup?" <laughs> Yeah, right. I prefer syrup. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, then we, the, the last, not the last scene, but the, the big battle, the big spaceship battle um, where they where they actually go back to Nova Corps and stuff like that, I thought was really cool. Um, you know, where the Ravagers, they get out there and they're fighting. It's kind of that space battle. And that's a kind of a cool scene. And, you know, they're blowing up the ships and stuff. And then the Nova Corps ships kind of, come together and create that i thought that whole thing was really well done and i really enjoyed it um as far as most of the big battle scenes in in a lot of these movies i thought that one was was a kind of a cool one because it it jumped around to different places but it all made sense and and the way things kind of were working but not working i, I think it was really well done uh i don't know what what'd you guys think of that I know what you mean. I mean I, they had the whole build up to to in the ship when they finally get the gun powered up and they and yeah. they fire it at him and you think, Oh, is this the climax? And then it kind of dissolves like, Nope, nope, it's still <laughs> it's still going on. Um that that was effective. It it built up well and then and then you know that oh there's there's something more coming because that didn't do it. Um they they yeah, certainly to... killed a lot. It, it, I mean, I think that was more people than than Superman and 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 killed and, and Man of Steel at the end um, with his fight. I don't know. They were throwing people through major buildings. This was just a bunch of guys in chips. I, mean, I know yeah, all, was... the whole the whole ship of the woven ship that the entirely. I, okay, so I saw, I thought that too originally, um, and that's what it, I think it's meant to look like. But then as the ship is coming down, you still see a lot of the Nova Corps ships because they're all yellow. You see them also coming down and, and going around them. So it didn't blow okay. up all of them. So maybe they break but away. Yeah, away. yeah it, it was it was definitely a lot of them. And, and yeah, it's, it's very like, oh, crap, you know, uh, <clears throat> which I thought was another uh, – there was another cool scene in that. Um, it was the main commander of the Nova Corps where he's dealing with rocket you know as kind of like his counterpart on the other side and you kind of could tell he doesn't want to but he has to give him respect like he's yeah. like oh you know yeah. and and you feel that and then when when the the whole thing where they break through and he's getting crushed which i thought was a fucking great portion of it filming like they didn't just show him blowing up they actually show his his ship being kind of crushed and he and and rocket's like yelling him you know hold on and then he's gone yeah. and like oh shit you know yeah yeah it was kind of this very emotional portion where it's like, you know, you've like, yeah, we're opposite sides, but we came together for this. And, you know, I might hate you and I might, you know, try and backstab you, but you're on my team. So I'm going to care for you. And I right. thought that was really cool. And I don't, you don't, I don't, you don't see that in a lot of the other MC movies. I mean, they're usually just with their team. They don't kind of, there's not that interaction with others. Well, they're all part of the same group, right? They're not like two different groups coming together kind of a thing, right? I mean, yeah, and I'm just saying you don't see it as much. Not that they wouldn't do it. It just, it just, it doesn't. No, I agree. Up. Yeah. It's just not a, it's not a thing they do. Exactly. Captain America, when, when you see the different sides within uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or in Sh within S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of going back and forth, there's, there's some, there's a little bit of that there where they start connecting with. Yeah, you know, seeing seeing the, the the bad guys versus good guys and who's who's on whose team. There's there's a little bit yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, gotcha. So yeah, and then we got the, <clears throat> the final scene, um, right? This one where the, <laughs> the dance off. The dance off. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I, I'd imagine you have some opinions on this, Noah. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> uh, so I go back and forth on this. Like sometimes I'm like, God, it's so stupid. Like it's so dumb. But then sometimes I go, ah, it's kind of funny. But it's all meant to that. distract. And and for that right. reason alone, yeah. it was it was. I thought it was brilliant. It, right. it is, and that's and that's why I think that's why I go back and forth on it. I was like, oh my God, it's so dumb. Like when I'm watching him do it, I'm like, what an idiot. But then you know what he's doing it for, and you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> it just yeah, it's one of those things. That it it really adds to his character. Like that's the kind of guy he is, you know, um, you know, they, Oh, there was another part earlier where he, uh, what did he mention? Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He talked about, he, oh yeah. When well, he, they talked talk, about the no dance up their ass the no dance, yeah. dancing and all that. And he's like, you know, it's just like, uh, it's uh like a, footloose or whatever. Yeah. Or, he says it like, yeah. yeah, there's a let, there's a place like that where a legend, a hero came in and taught them all how to dance. Yeah. You know, it's not like you know the he, he it's like a he's a hero or something i was like that was fucking funny too Wait, you know yeah. you know i have i have two ways of looking at it you you watch those scenes and you think oh he's just he's just pulling this information and using it to his advantage at the same time you know how old was he when he left earth eight eight years older I, yeah I, you know something like that and yeah. Yeah, so he like really kind of has an innocent point of view of earth culture and so maybe he really does think Hasselhoff is like his true hero, and you know he's pulling right. talking about uh, talking about. Well, he always uh, pretended he was his dad. Yes. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then that was and that was funny too. I mean, so yeah, he has he he's he's pulling from what he he gleaned up to eight years old of that, and then you know he has his music. I don't know where else he may find some information, but yeah. Like his ship is named Milano, which is supposed to be after uh, Alyssa Milano uh, from Who's the Alyssa Boss? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. His crush yeah. is that, that was his crush, which I thought was I thought that was pretty funny. Um, he has that so call out to the painter. What's the painter when he says uh, you put a black oh, light? It's a, it's oh, a Jackson Pollock, Pollock. Jackson Pollock uh, painting. Yeah. That was a little which uh, that was a little elevated that, as far as an eight year old probably wouldn't know who Jackson Pollock was, but. And right. that's another uh, ad-libbed uh, scene, apparently. <laughs> but it's so it funny. That one. Oh, really? It's so yeah. funny. And then, Ro yeah. what is, what is well, a rocket? Well, Gamora, get, Gamora, Gamora gets it. She's yeah. like, and she kind of gets, ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it's, uh, we, oh, well, I mean, that brings us back to the very beginning, right? When he when he gets the orb and he takes off in the ship at the beginning, and they're flying around, he's getting oh, all yeah. busted. And the girl pops up. He goes, honestly, oh, I, yeah. I forgot you were even here. So, <laughs> And she's wearing it, wearing the same shirt that he was wearing when he got picked up by the spaceship. So a lot of the, a lot of a lot of the podcasts I've listened to, they hate that. They're like, he's such a womanizer, and they just hate that whole thing. And they get really deep into some of this. And I was like, he's they're kind of shutting oh, him up God. to be an asshole. But you know, it's that I I thought it was a yeah, great way I of mean, establishing the beginning of his character. And you know, you see some evolution a little little bit. He doesn't redeem himself completely, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely like a space frat brother. Yeah, <laughs> right. he is. You right. know <laughs> exactly. That's how. I mean, everything he does is kind of like that, a hundred percent. You know, um, and he and he has that all the way through. It's not like it's you know he plays it up just for that one thing. You know he, you know the well uh, when he's trying to kind of they get to the point where he's almost about to kiss Gamora, and she's like, you know, you can't you can't fool me with your. Uh, pelvic uh sorcery 
you know, she's listening to the music, almost about to kiss. She's like, you can't fool me with your pelvic surgery. You know, and it's like, I was like, that's a funny line. I, yeah. I mean, just to come up with that, I was like, that's that's hilarious. But yeah, you know, he's 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 the Captain Kirk of the MCU, right? Yeah. He's going to try and get I, with everything. Every, Captain every, Kirk and Han Solo. He's going to try and get with every green chick that he comes across. Right, green. Well, didn't blue, we establish whatever. Rocket was Han, uh, Han Solo? You know, with, with well, green. just with the language. Okay, <laughs> just with the Chewbacca. Well, <laughs> I, I well, but I he is also. I mean, it it, get, it comes up more in two where they're both fighting to be the captain of the ship. You know, yeah. where yeah. and and I can't remember. I was reading or listening to something, and they said that uh, Han Solo was part of the um, part of his. Uh, study to be i think it i think it was quill was part of it well i mean look at how he dresses right he's right. got the leather yeah. and he's got like similar well, all the like ravagers futuristic do. cargo pants right. I mean, <laughs> yeah kind, right. kind of like the hot like the hot shot flyer kind of right. you know taking dangerous chances and well, he'd probably yeah. already seen star wars you know the you know peter quill you know oh for sure so oh, he probably well, had probably, that going yeah. for him you know yeah not yep. yeah he might not have seen jedi but he probably saw at least the first two right because isn't he supposed to be taken out in 84 well revenge Re return of the jedi came out in 83 so oh maybe he did see, him. see all three yeah but yep. no reference in the whole movie well, figure. That, that's how could those not have been more impactful? Cost than a little Pauling? money to make a make a reference <laughs> know, right? to, exactly. to Star Wars. You can't make a Star Wars. <laughs> reference. They're all owned hey, by Disney. Well, they now. got cool. they got Howard the Duck. That was George Lucas. Why couldn't they pull Star Wars? <laughs> so from the collector, <laughs> trooper helmet in the back or something, you know, just like throw a stormtrooper helmet in the back there or something. I think they're doing. The, <laughs> they, yeah, I, I think a, a reference would have been good. I don't know if they could pull anything in there because then they're then all of a sudden like you got Jedi fighting. Captain America and it's, well, you know, it's now now they could because Disney owns Marvel and they own Star Wars at the time they didn't so now right, they could yeah. probably get away with it if they wanted to throw some sort of right. Star Wars reference in Guardians Jedi of the Galaxy versus Kree I can see it right yeah. <laughs> no, but at the time I mean George Lucas did George Lucas still own the Star Wars stuff back then or did he had he already sold it um, I have no idea this was two thousand I'm not sure on the timeline oh, wait, there. I mean, even if he had any kind of a, a, a say about it all. Well, this he's was released in the 14, 2014. So. Yeah. So he's always been so protective of of the Star Wars product that right. Yeah. If you said anything that was a word that was used <laughs> that would speak to the Star Wars movies, you would have definitely been, you know, paying for it. Right. Well, that's also because he wants his money. Um. All right, so we got going through the first movie. They've got a lot of great scenes. There's a lot of good stuff. Getting to the second one, or first off, okay, what was your guys? Let's let's just finish up this first movie. What was your favorite part of the first movie? Mine was just the what? Prison Break. Prison Break was hilarious and yeah. just so much fun. I I think I'm I'm with you on that. I think Prison Break is definitely my my favorite Prison part. Break, too. Prison Break is really good. Um, I, I really like the opening scene. I mean, it really set the tone and and like the sort you of. You mean the the Disney flashback when the mother dies, or after that? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the second scene, the opening scene, the, the introduction of uh, Quill. Quill, Adult yeah. Quill. It, right. Adult Quill. I, I just thought that really set the tone, and it was just like the way he kind of like saunters in, and it's 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 so much like a callback to, you know, to to 
Raiders of the Lost Ark, and <laughs> you know, it's it's just I really I really kind of like that. Raiders of the Lost Ark is has always had a soft spot in my heart, and Nina probably doesn't remember this, um, but we used to uh, be able to choose. You know, we'd always go out to movies like once a month or once every other month or something like that. And that was the first time I got to be the person to pick the movie. And that was back when Siskel and Ebert were on. I remember I'd just seen the trailer. Oh, nice. And I was like, I'd just seen the, the review on Siskel and Ebert. I'm like, we should go see this movie. It looks so good and whatever. And it was like, met every expectation I ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, I still consider that my favorite movie beyond Star Wars. That came out in 1981. And this was the time when, you know, you didn't get a movie that, movies didn't stick around in the theater for longer than, or, or now they don't stick around in the theater for longer than what a month, maybe two, two if you yeah. if it's a really big one. But the movie Raiders of the Lost Ark at the theater I went and saw it at a year later it was still playing. You know that's yeah. wow. That's, well, that's how, what I, one full year I remember going and seeing it. You know I saw it so many times. But <laughs> well, that's that, that's the thing I think about too. Um, I remember I went to see Back to the Future <laughs> on two different dates with two different women a year apart <laughs> i guess back then they were girls because it was uh you know, whatever year that was i'm trying to think i'm, I'm looking it up right now but yeah back, right. back. 1985 all right well nina what, what's your favorite scene I, both of those are good um don't know if i could beat that i i did really like this scene where um Gamora is trying to get the where they're on Xandar the first time, and Gamora is trying to get the the orb. Uh, the, the orb, and Rocket and Groot are trying to get Quill, and just the whole, I mean, it's it kind of the Keystone established their characters. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and it's like, you know, like he's like grab him and. Groot grabs Gamora and throws yeah. her in the bag, and he's like, "No, I said him. You have to, you know, yeah. yeah, you have to understand gender." And, and it was, it was just there was a lot of funny stuff in there. But uh, that's a, I would say that's third after your your two guys. Yeah, selection. Yeah, I mean, the, that's the, a... the prison. The prison break is just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, well, and it establishes kind of like the the characters and stuff. Yeah, the the whole thing is really good, but those definitely stood out. So. Um, now with that, let's get let's get a little bit more deep into the second one because I think, um, as good as the first one was and, and as fresh as it was, I actually enjoyed the second one more than the first one. Um, really, James Gunn <laughs> said he wanted to make it just as fresh as the first one in a in a totally different way. You know, he was trying to do something different, uh, right, and, and still as fresh. And you know, that's a tall order. And and I I. I, I don't agree. I think our first one was better, but I do I do appreciate his uh, his desire to to tackle some something new, and he, they really went a kind of a heavy direction, going for the you know father origin. Um, yeah, it's all about family. The second one's mm -hmm. really all about family. Yeah, I think story wise, the second one was really good. I think visually, it was really good. It definitely needed an edit. It was about half an hour too long. Yeah, yeah. And, and rewatching re watching it yesterday, I'm just like, they can, they could cut these, they could really cut these scenes down. There's just a lot of yeah, the pacing was a little off. Space. It didn't quite, it didn't yeah. quite kind of keep you going, especially in the middle there. There was some, there, there was some drag to it, but but it certainly had some 
great character scenes that didn't necessarily relate too much to the yes. overarching story, but like with Drax and and um, and uh, Mantis, Mantis, and that that was hilarious. Yes. Uh, so this so is, I think, why I like the second one is it had more character building than the first one did. It, I mean, it had more. You know, you yeah. had you had talks with Yondu and and Rocket where they yeah. you know they understand they get each other. You have the whole Yondu and and Quill at the end. You have Gramora and um, Nebula and their understanding. You got Drax. Drax had probably the least amount in this. Where you know, he, but he does kind of contact with Mantis and, and there's some talking there and stuff. Um, one of the things a lot of people talked about was how this movie. Uh, you didn't really know who the bad guy was most of the way through it because they threw so many different potentials at you. You, know, you had the um, the gold people. I can't uh, off. The oh top. yeah. Um, yeah. Aisha. Aisha. Is Aisha the... was the was the main was the main their queen or whatever, yeah. and then uh, the sovereign. The sovereign. That's what they're called. The sovereign. Yeah. And I lo I mean I love the part. So I mean let's talk about another opening. This is one of those openings <laughs> that I love and I hate I at the same time. It went a little too long. <laughs> yes, that's one of the things I hate about it. I love the <clears> fact that they really start the music up and there's the fighting. And I, I don't know. I'm one of those people that I'm not a big Baby Groot fan. I'm not there's either. I, of, I agree with you there. And mm, apparently, I, I, James Gunn had to sell it to Marvel. They were a little hesitant too, um, but he thought it'd be better to. For people comedy. love fucking Baby. Yoda. I mean, baby Yoda. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't because, yeah, babe, well, I mean, everybody wanted that dancing baby Groot from the pot in the at the end of the first one. Right. Yeah. And then and then when he came out and he, there was parts yeah. of it, I thought was funny. And the thing I, this is one uh, I don't pe think a lot of people get if they're just caught up in the baby. But how angry he was. He was a just an angry little yes. like attacking yeah. those rat things and just fighting and screaming. I thought Rocket brought out the, the, the conversation between Rocket and Baby Groot were hilarious. You know, when he's talking about oh, the, yes. the, the bomb yeah. at the end. Um, I, th some of that stuff <laughs> well, that, really worked. But So that's the best part of the whole beginning is they're all fighting and, and it's all in the background, right? And you're following uh, Baby Groot yeah. dancing, which apparently the dance was actually done by James Gunn. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did the dance. They filmed him, and that's that's actually Baby Groot. But you know the kind of stop in between every once in a while, where you know like Gamora and, and she's like telling him to get out of the way, and he waves. She's like, "Oh hi," you know. Like, but the best is he catches that fly and starts to eat. And Rocket stops out of there and he's like smacks it out and pulls it out of his mouth. He's like, "God, oh, disgusting." It's like, "Don't eat that." That cracked me up more than anything in that opening. But like I said, the opening is a long, and it's also like the whole. Batista uh, Drax part where, you know, he's just the I got a cut from the inside, which is like, oh yeah. god, you're dumb. I thought that, that was funny. <laughs> I thought it was dumb. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, it's one of those. Like Star Lord said he's like he knows it's the same from both sides, right? <laughs> but he doesn't. That's the thing. They so <laughs> before they played him more but literal, the, but the, the, smart. Now then they kind of dumbed him down, which I didn't like. That I. I, I love I, how he laughs. The thing is, that's 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 been in a couple of other movies, yeah. like Men in Black and stuff, where um, characters, if like I have to, like they allow themselves to be swallowed right. by the creature so they can cut it from Moby the inside. Dick. So just, was it Moby Dick? No, what, I'm trying to think of Jonah, Jonah in the Well. So from the Bible, right? The one guy, yeah, yeah. So, Jonah in the Well. Yeah. It's a but in the first one, he 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 was literal with everything, but he wasn't dumb. This one, they kind of right. just. 
dumbed him up. And I didn't care for that. I think they, they took the character in the, in the wrong direction with that. You know, he well, did. He did. Good. I was going to say, later on, he has some emotional talks, but, you know, most he didn't do a whole lot in this one except for laugh at just ridiculous moments. Like him yep. out of the back of the, the ship firing the gun. Why didn't he just open up the back and fire from there? Why did he have to be out on a rope? Like, we have to use. He loved it. I don't. I don't know. He was so thrilled when they crashed, and he was like, "That was incredible." So I, he yeah. probably wanted kind of the rush of it, the whole thing too. I, I, I and I have scene. to say, I, I thought that was hilarious. The, the the scene the scene where he's talking to Manus, mm-hmm. and he's he's telling her that it, it's it's like they're just like looking out at the lakes, and he's like, "You're lucky that you're ugly." Yeah, because that's what I was kind of beautiful thing. That's one of the beautiful people can't, whole thing. Yeah, beautiful people can't can't trust can't yeah. trust others. Yeah, because, well, you and can't then he trust says, why they like you, right? But but then at the end of that, he says, "You remind me of my daughter," and she because says, I'm "Ugly," and he says, "No, innocent." Yeah, and he says, "No, innocent," and it's just like, and you realize, I mean, that's like the only that's the first time he's actually talked, to, other than. My family was killed, and I have to avenge them. Yeah. Right. He actually he, starts talking about them in this. He does that, but there's also a part in it where it, it gets like it ruins it because, like, you know, she she's saying how ugly she is and all this, and then he's like, "I'm physically going to be ill thinking about you know uh, yeah. having mating with you," and it's like, like that didn't need to be in there. That I mean, it, but it, now I'm hearing this from you, Noah, but you already said that this was a better movie than. Guardians of the Galaxy I did. 1. And yet, okay, so, so far. <laughs> I'm just saying Drax. Let me, let me, I mean, I'll say this. One of the things that sticks in my head, I'm just going to, I don't want to step on you too much because we need to move, we'll move forward. But when when he says, I think the, he goes, you are hideous. He <laughs> right. Says, just the way he said that, it just always makes me laugh because he's like, yeah. geez, we all know she's far from hideous. If you look at her like IMDb picture and all the other things she's been in, like she's gorgeous. But he's like, you are hideous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the whole thing about when he's talking about his wife doesn't dance. She stood there like she was dead. <laughs> he, he, he has a different mentality on things. So exactly. I just meant Drax. There's there's things about Drax I didn't care for in this movie. But this had one of my favorite scenes, and it's the rocket scene, where after they had split, you know, they, they uh, got through the, the sovereign attack, and they, they crash land. Um, Ego shows up and then uh, Quill, uh, Gamora and Drax go off with him and then it leaves uh, Groot um, Rocket and Nebula on the ship while he's fixing it and then the Ravagers show up and I just this scene for me, this is my my Ragnarok beginning scene, I could watch this over and over again I'll never get tired of it (laughs) got the little anti-gravity taking him up and down well the whole thing, it starts off, you know, he's like he's kind of humming you know, as they're walking up and then all of a sudden you see him up in the you know trees and it's like oh oh he's setting them up and just all the stuff he does it just cracks me up. I mean, you know he does the whole anti gravity one where they're flying up in the air. Yep. Uh, the other one though is when it's the two guys and they got him dead to rights and he just jumps on him and goes ravage you know like a real squirrel. <laughs> you know, I was like oh that's so awesome you know to me that was that was great. Um, that's one of my favorite scenes of of most of the Marvel movies like as far as like just I can watch over and over again and never get tired. It's, they, re- they remind me of of you know what you see the shorts before uh Pixar movies, right? Yeah. And they had they had the one before um 
the Incredibles where they had uh, Jack Jack, Jack Jack attack. Right. It's the, the baby oh, that goes yeah. off. To me, that's another one oh, of those Incredibles ones. Sorry. Ah, oh, geez, what's wrong with you? <laughs> look up, look up, look up Jack Jack yeah. attack on Disney Plus. Right. It's like it, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it, that to me <laughs> scene is kind of like a, a short before a Pixar movie where they're usually just you can watch them over and over. They're usually just hilarious and fun. And so that's one of the things I, I really enjoyed about that. And I, to me, the whole Yondu uh, plot and, and, and carry through of the whole thing is, is really important. I, I agree. The ending of this movie sucked um, as far as the, the battle between Quill and Ego. I, I didn't enjoy that as much as I did the first one. But I think the overall movie I like more in the long run. Yeah. I would say... I've made the comparison before and I'm going to double down on this. It's hangover one, hangover two, same thing. It's hangover two is not terrible. It's not as good as the first one because the first one was so unique. Same thing with this. To me, I knew, I, I, I had no idea what to expect whatsoever coming into guardians one. And I loved basically the whole movie. There was right. not much about that movie. I didn't like, and this movie you know, to Nina's point, it could have been 20 minutes, half an hour shorter. There was a lot of stuff that was like, they changed some of the characters. No, to your point, I didn't pick up on that before, but you're right. They made Drax dumb. They they changed a lot of the, you know, they changed just a, a little bit about some of the characters. I just don't think it hit the mark as well as the first one. It was a good movie. I mean, it really works well, I think, with the whole MCU, and it works mm -hmm. well into the, the MCU story. But if you were just comparing these two movies, Guardians 1 versus Guardians 2, I think Guardians 1 beats this, you know, into submission every time. You know, it's... it's this, See, I, I, this, Guardians 2 is Nate Robinson and Guardians 1 is... Uh, <laughs> what, what's his name that knocked him out? <laughs> I don't know if it's that close. I mean, that's a little dominant. I, I, I would give it like a, you know, a, a Balboa... Um, uh, uh, was uh, um, like a Rocky, Rocky yeah, like, a, like, a, like, like a, toe to toe for like, like kind exactly. of yeah. it's like to the last bit. You're probably you're probably closer <laughs> on with that. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like a two two round fight. This is more like eight nine at least. Um, I, I agree with you. I think the first one had the 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 freshness uh, to it that gives it a lot. Um, I, I think there's just for something about if I mean maybe it's because of the one or two scenes that I really enjoy so much more than any other scenes that like I, it's why I watch Ragnarok over and over again. I usually watch the first 15 minutes and then I kind of sputter off and let it leave it playing, but then I'll start it over again. And I'll stay for that first 15 minutes and then kind of sputter yeah. off. So yeah, they, good. I was gonna say, so it has that, that aspect. There's some really powerful scenes. Like one of the, the, the early jokes in that is when they have, uh, um, What's uh, Nebula on on the ship, and she keeps trying to get the the fruit, and they keep telling her it's not ripe, and then she oh, finally, right. <laughs> and she finally like get, takes over. She shoots Yondu's uh, head thing off, mohawk yep. off, and then she bites it. And she spits it out. It's not ripe, <laughs> and it's oh, just like God. I was like <laughs> the joke carried so well because they set it up for so long. Right. Well, the other thing, speaking of the jokes that they set up and went, I think just the right amount. The whole time where they were in the cell and they were trying to get um, baby Groot to get the stuff, and he keeps coming back with the wrong thing and the wrong yeah. thing, and the wrong thing, and you're just like, you're like, 
I'm like, this is getting old. Oh no, it's not. That's funny too. This is also funny. Oh, look, that's what I have listed as my funniest scene. I think, I think that was because what if he wakes up without an eye? What's he gonna do? And, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. It is one of those. It's like it's like oh okay, not gonna do it again. Oh, they did, but that's actually funny. Like, uh, <laughs> that's funnier. That's yeah. funnier. <laughs> well, and and so and then I ha I think the payoff on the end of that too. You get Craglin, you know, where he who, yeah he throws down the mohawk and and know, it's just like. And, and it's like one of those, that's another, that's another one of those, this one had, uh, I think more emotional things in it too, because, you know, it's, it's that, you know, we go to the, the, the stepson type thing. Craglin is the, the other son. He's always looked at, he's always looking at Quill going, man, you get everything. And I, you know, I just want, I just want some praise, you know? I do all the same stuff, but you always get all the praise, which is Nebula and, and Gamora, right? You know, they yeah. hit on all these these family things that um, – and maybe maybe I looked more into it. And once I started thinking about that, I just – I started going more deeper into it, you know, started rabbit holing on him. But it's like, you know, he, he, he just wanted that praise from Yondu, and, you know, he's like, I, I didn't mean to mutiny. It's, you know, they killed all my friends kind of thing, which, fuck, that was another – oh, my God, that sucked. I, that That – the 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 guy that they show that they actually walk out and they they show him kind of going out into space he was a uh, um one of the main guys on uh sons of anarchy oh yeah yeah, yeah. i know what oh. you're talking about i love and, that show right and so and i loved his character in there and then mm -hmm. and when i'm watching him and i'm like oh motherfucker i'm like oh he was also hurt. a braveheart yes yeah yeah uh, he's very distinct because he's got a big scar on his face he's, he's got he's, a huge scar on his face yeah <laughs> yeah so, so he gets typecast a lot. He's got to play people yep. with scars. Um, but yeah, that was another part. Was and like, in English uh, or Scottish accent, of course. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think it's uh, Irish. Um, but yeah, you he, know, he, it's over there. Exactly, <laughs> and the, it's it's over the pond. Um, so yeah, I, there's a lot of the, and I think that's why I like this movie so much more is because I think it has more touching moments and more deeper moments. Uh, you know overall filming like scene every scene to scene yeah guardians one is gonna beat it um but there's certain scenes in this one that really kill it when they when they're on the ravager ship and they're gonna go uh where they headed this time to oh to go uh save quill no no because quill's there yeah so i think it's when they're gonna go attack attack ego because they're all, they're all wearing the Ravager gear, they're all suited up, and and they do the the walk down the hallway, and it's got a cherry bomb playing. Yeah, that one that one's awesome. It, it, like he's just coming through, and, and the one, the one that everybody's talking about, you know, you get Quill come out, and then Gamora, and then Drax, and then you see Ro Rocket come out, and he starts adjusting his crotch, and you're like, <laughs> first off, that's all CGI, so they didn't have to do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> So it's just one of those like he just comes out though and he just looks like such a badass. And he's always got the big huge gun. Yeah. So that's a, that's another scene that I I super enjoyed. The thing that always the the other scene I had, I didn't pick up on this not not as much because you know I've really kind of grown an affinity for lack of a better term for um, Chris Sullivan. So Chris Sullivan, do you guys watch? Tease your face. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you watch This Is Us? No, I haven't seen that yet. So this is us. Uh, it's a. It's first of all, you should check it out. It's actually, if if you don't mind crying a lot, it's a really good show. <laughs> but it's it's a really good show, and um, he's one of the main guys in it. And he plays he plays 
Taser face. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he doesn't play Taser face. He plays a little bit of a comic relief. He should play Taser face. That would be hilarious. But he plays a little bit of a comic relief character. But um, just all the Taser face stuff, the fact that, like, talking about calling back stuff, you know, Rocket's like, Taser face, oh, that's terrible, yeah. that's terrible, that's terrible. And then he goes and he talks to uh, Aisha. Yeah. Right, he goes to her and he goes, "What's your name?" It's Taserface, and she starts laughing at him. Yeah. Like, what a ridiculous name! Like, that's like really, your name is Taserface? Like, that's the best you could come up with, or whatever. Well, that's but, a great. The whole thing with Rocket when he's like, look in the mirror, and he, that's the name you come up with. That's what you came up with, Taserface. Yeah. yeah. So no, that was really funny. But his character too. Have you guys seen the uh, Geico uh, the Hump Day commercial? There's an, I'll send it to, I'll send it to you guys. There's a okay. commercial where it's hump day and there's a camel walking through an office and he's like talking to everybody. Like, what day is it? What day oh. is it? So that's, he does the voice for that. And you like, don't realize it until, until you like, he's the voice somebody the tells you and you're like, oh my God, that's him. That's his voice. <laughs> That's so anyway, he's the camel. He's the camel. He's the voice of the camel. Oh my god! Yeah. Off topic. Apologies. No, that's that's what podcasts are about. Is I think they're funnier yeah. when they go off topic. Well, that that whole um, they have that same camel in in some of the previews of movies where he comes down and he's like, "What day is it?" In, in the yeah. in the movie theater. Yeah. So I, yeah. I've seen. I know who the camel yeah. is. Um, yeah brought up another uh a cool scene is uh when uh rocket and yondu are escaping uh from the ship after he gets his his uh mohawk now that's another just ridiculously crazy scene that kills a shit ton of people yeah you know? and uh that's it's one of those is like goddamn, but it's it's super set to the music it works so well with the way they do it you're like oh my god that's that's a, just another and, one and that arrow you know yondu yondo's yondu's arrow that that's from that's a direct lift from the comics right that's that's a no big... actually it's it's different so he was an archer uh, but he had an arrow the... that he could control and i don't know if it was he was i knew he was an archer but i don't remember if he could control it or not I, I think that was something else. Well, they mentioned controlling with a whistle in, in what I was doing yeah. some research on. So it seemed like it was... it was. I did hear something about it, but I don't know for sure. I, I'm not going to say I'm an expert on it, but I thought it was... They they gave him the arrow because of the archer thing, but the control was was like a different set or might it be from a different person or something. So, so that's... I will say this. That's one of my... Seems like a flaw to me in when it's happening, when he's like whistling and it's going through the whole ship and it's going all over and it's killing like like everybody does one person not know that this hasn't killed me yet and i should just shoot this guy like you know it's 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 like they're standing there like i can't do anything yet it's, right it's, well, it's, on the ship fighter freeze in in the arrow it, you tend to freeze it, it does like, seem it does on? seem like a a super powerful weapon well, it's it also yeah. seems like super powerful. Like nobody yeah. ever finds a way around it. It's like if he he brings it out, he's gonna win in five seconds flat. And well, I think it's it's supposed to. It has it travels fast, right? The only one that I yeah. agree with you, Bo, was when he's on the ground in the first movie, right? And he's he's surrounded by all the the uh, they look like the Chitari. Yeah, they, they do great. Yeah, they look like the uh, that one is one where I was like, yeah, why did no one shoot? 
on the ship though he's having to go through bulkheads and hitting people that aren't even in the same room with them and stuff like that you know and then they're walking through and the guys are just raining down i mean it's it's a little over the top and yeah it's a, it's it's a, an overpowered type power and weapon but i mean i think it, it it's cool uh it's i would not, say it went on for like two seconds too long if it were just like a slight <laughs> bit shorter it would have been a little more believable if he only killed like 86 instead of like 92 yeah <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, I, it's, it's. I mean, obviously, this is what we get to do. We get to pick these things apart to the nth degree, I, right? Oh, and that, oh, God! And we're not the only ones. Everybody loves picking these things apart. It's. It, <laughs> it's. I listen to some of these other podcasts, and and I, and I enjoy them. I'm not going to say I don't, but no, it's, yeah, it's me too. funny how you get into some of these, and they're like, they're so fucking negative, and I'm like, why? Why would you do a podcast on something you hate so much? You know, <laughs> like. It's like, ah, is that, is that yeah. where we're really at? But, you know, this is, this is, these are hard movies to hate. I don't, uh, you know, there's people pick them apart for other things. Yeah. Um, you make a good point. I've stopped listening to negative podcasts. I used oh, to God. To a bunch of neg- <laughs> I used to listen to a bunch of podcasts. I stopped listening to Adam Carolla for that reason. All Adam Carolla does is complain, 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 complain. I'm like, I don't need that. I get enough, exactly. I get enough negative energy from my eight to 10 hours of work every day. I don't need, you know, to hear somebody else talk for two hours a day about how negative their life is. Yeah. So it's like, I want, I'll listen to this podcast or I'll listen to, you know, listen to other podcasts that are more positive. You got, you got to check out the one, the random tea podcast. That one's, it's pretty funny. It's, it's two, uh, it sub, two Southern girls. They crack me yeah. up. Like they, Check they, out the binge. That's another good one. Binge. I mean, there's commercials. I don't like commercials on podcasts, but the binge is I, a good podcast. That's, that's what that fast forward is for. I don't yeah, mind. Exactly. Well, I, I don't. I don't mind negative right. podcasts as long as they have, you know, positives that they're bringing out. It almost amplifies the positives sometimes. Right. And there's yeah. and there's a lot that do both of that. Then there's some that literally are just all about hate. Like I, I there was yeah. one that like they even start off like I like I can't believe we're doing these and it's like well, why the fuck are you doing them? Right. So yeah. yeah. Stop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this also has another. I, I mean, Yandu, Yandu. Sorry, I, I know I'm taking a lot of this, but Yandu okay. has has a has one of the best lines in this whole movie too and it's after uh they kind of take out ego and they're kind of floating down and he's holding on to the arrow floating down and he looks up because you look like mary, mary poppins. poppins i'm uh, fucking mary poppins it's I'm mary poppins, poppins y'all. <laughs> well i thought it was funny at first he's like is he cool i was like yeah he's cool all right then and it's just it's so perfect and i was like that's awesome uh that one has me laughing so much every time i see it and it's funny like i've actually listen to some people that they go well like why is he why is he automatically assume it's a him like it's like because he's okay. a guy and you just say you look like someone so you're gonna assume you look like a guy right you know well, why is he a guy why does he look like a guy why can't he <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> there 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 have been some great cosplays of yondu I mean, mary poppins mashups oh, really? by the oh, way I look oh, that are, would... I'll, I'll have to yeah they're, they're fantastic that would, <laughs> so, that would be I, awesome i do have yondu yondu and earth 691 is depicted as blue blue skinned mm-hmm. male with that arrow control so that arrow the arrows via sound waves most commonly by whistling so that did come back from the comics and the and the 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 second mohawk he gets that that Groot yeah we're no yeah, actually, red one. not Groot but the, the, the Groot's looking for that's a call out to his original look in the original yeah. uh, series oh. so that's yeah nice. he had so why I heard the reason that originally they didn't go with the mohawk had to do with uh, being on set and that he kept running into stuff with it 
And so, really? Yeah. <clears throat> like, like doorways kind of like thing mantis, or whatever? Like mantis. You know what? Mantis, that's what they're... Or antennas, yeah. They're, they're, so you they're, they're, they're for get running into doorways. you walk through a doorway. <laughs> I wonder if that joke came from... from Because uh, that joke was in <laughs> Maybe. volume two. Maybe that was called a call. Uh, that might be. But yeah, apparently that's why they originally went away from the Mohawk is because they because the, the original Mohawk in the comic is, is like a huge, like... 12 inch like crazy mohawk and they were saying that yeah it's like this it's like the skier yeah plaque plate i think his name is anyway he has a huge mohawk yeah so i mean i i can see it and i'm glad they did it and i think they did it in a great way it worked out really well um yeah but yeah i think that's like i said i think the whole ego portion you know in the in quill's dad which apparently is not part of the the comic book Quill's dad was not. No, it's not. Ego. No, it's no. A, he was ego. Like, ego yeah, is a character, character, but it's not Quill's dad. Yeah, I really, I really wanted to love. I, I, first of all, I wanted, I wanted ego to be less of a jerk, less of a. Jerk. <laughs> and and it, I'm I'm kind of bummed that he turned out that way. I've I've been a huge Kurt Russell fan, like his whole. I've just always liked so much stuff that he's been in. Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, I love that movie. His his character in John Carpenter's The Thing is one of the greatest, first of all, one of the greatest beards in all of cinematic history. (laughs) Yes. You know, and and Kurt Russell is famous for some amazing beards. He's got that beard. He's got the beard from uh, Hateful Eight. He's got the beard from the Santa Chronicles. Like, he has some of the best beards ever in the the history of beards. But he's also got some of the best characters, like the computer or tennis shoes when he was like 18 years old, like a Disney, a throwback to old, old Disney, like back right. when, probably before maybe, well, back when we were kids, back right. when we were eight or 10 years old, like just, he's always been one of my favorite actors. And I'm like, I just wanted to be like a good guy. And he had to be <laughs> such a terrible, terrible person. I'm like, well, that's, and they, that's, I was so bummed. That's what was so cool about this, this one is you didn't know who the bad guy was right away like i mean it took a long time to really figure it out because you had the sovereign yeah. it could have been you had the ravagers you had um uh ego which you know in the beginning you're like oh no he's not he's not gonna be the bad guy but you're right he turned in you're like such a jerk kind of thing and you're like oh man but he did great with it and, and i'm and you're right he was a perfect perfect uh cast for this one um i can't remember who there was a bunch of other people that were up nebula for it. Um, nebula you weren't sure you know where she was coming from Right, and and you For know sure. what though? Nebula, Nebula definitely could have been. Yeah, and well, in the in she is the same way in every one of the movies. You're not really sure, even well, even when you get into Endgame. Endgame. Well, she's two characters kind of in that. She's got her new and her old. Well, she's two people in Endgame, yeah. so she's good and bad in Endgame, yeah. right? But you never know which one's going to be both. I mean, they they, right. she, they can flip at any time. That's what's really you strange. never know which well, one's going to be both. I like that. And think about. <laughs> But think about how tortured her life is. Like, oh god! Think about you talk about her yeah. story. It's like I have to fight. You two have to fight. And if you lose, I'm gonna cut off part of your body and turn it into a piece of machinery to make you a better thing. That's and right. She does again, another, another Empire Strikes Back. Cuts off her own hand. Yeah. And, I'll just yeah. cut off more until you become better. And well, well, any any time, any time she gets knocked down, and she like reconfigures herself and it just looks painful yeah exactly oh, I know. like she'll like bend her like, arms her backwards life, and stuff man. it you looks got, awful you gotta feel so bad for her okay so the whole scene with her and grimoire she's like you know you always had to win i just wanted a sister yeah like fuck if yeah. that doesn't hit you right in the fucking <laughs> feels i don't know what does right it's like oh it's, man it makes you i mean 
we all have we all have siblings right we yeah. all remember those like yeah. I, I was the oldest no, so no, I, mean, I disowned mine but okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you think back to those times when you were younger whether you're older or younger we've all been in those situations where like fuck, you know yeah we competed in in but i just wanted to be there for you you know like i'm probably the asshole yeah. part of that because i'm the older brother like i remember you know playing games with my sisters and brothers and like beating the crap out of them, you know, and making them feel bad. It's like, man, they just wanted to hang out and I'm sitting there like, you know, torturing them kind of well, thing. That's, and that's the difference about growing up. It's like, if you think about it, like the way you act in a private situation, not a private situation, but an alone situation, like the way I would act around my two sisters was very different of how I would act when I was not in a private situation. So like when I was one-on-one -on -one with them, I was like, I always wanted to be like the winner. I wanted to be mm -hmm. like, I had to be the best. I had to be like the best at whatever game or I had to be the best at whatever, you know, who knows what, Right. but take it outside of the house and somebody like does something. Oh yeah. And this was, that's, that's very different than the Nebula, you know, the Nebula and Gamora characters. Like they were always never, sisters it seems like like they've never stuck yeah. up for each other well but i think it's because the situation they were put under where they were they were always under thanos and he's always oh, fuck. their dad right of course their yeah. dad was you know <laughs> Laden, basically right but that's why i think yeah. why why you don't see that other part but you get when she says it you get it like she knew what was up but gamora never saw it because she yeah. always saw the end prize and always had to please daddy where nebula was like I didn't care about pleasing him. I just wanted to be your sister, you know. Yeah. And and God, man, that one hits you in the feels. Yep, so it sure does. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. This one has so many that hit you in the I, feels, and that's like I said, that's why I like this one so much more. I liked how they gave that line to Nebula, but, but I liked, not Gamora. It it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Then I liked how Gamora stepped up. Like she was like, "All right, I get it." And then they were cool, and mm -hmm. it was, and they worked together, and yeah, and you get moving forward after that, right? I mean, it's always yeah. in, until Endgame when it gets really gray, for lack yeah. of a better term. I mean, right. you know, it's they've always they were together the rest of the way, right? Yes, yeah. yeah she because she shows up on the, she's on the ship when uh, when they run into Thor um, in yeah. Infinity War, which is. <laughs> fucking great yeah. scene oh my God. <laughs> one of the best right uh, like Thor and Drax in, talking he's supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 too right doesn't he end up yes at the end yes. Oh, yes. of Endgame he ends up on um, Cause, yeah cause he left with him at the end of Endgame yeah. Chris Pratt is also gonna be in Thor uh loving loving Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Yeah. yeah. Actually that one's supposed to have a huge cast so I don't know what that one's gonna be about nice. um some of the other things. So we talked about uh, Stallone being in this one and, and the other Ravagers, right? We first see them on that on that the the brothel planet, you know, with the the robot hookers and stuff like that, which I thought was kind of a cool, you know, if you start off looking at at Yondu, you know, he's kind of after the fact, and you can see that he's not into it. So that you get that, like, he's missing something in his life. And going back and looking at it, I think he's he's feeling the loss of, uh, of his son, you know, he's feeling that loss of, of, um, Quill, you know, like something's not right in his life and stuff like that. And then you come out and you get the whole interaction where he just wanted to be part of the, he wanted to be accepted by these other ravagers. And right. the story, uh, is, is, um, Sylvester Stone's character is, uh, Stakar. So he was supposed to be like the father figure to Yondu. 
um, is from from the the comics is apparently. So that's why okay. that was you know he's the one that he he quit Yondu was Quill to Sakar, you know he he raised him and brought him up and stuff like that and that's why that that you know betrayal and and distrust or whatever I can't think of the right word is hurt him so much more than just like you know and rejection so yeah. that that rejection yeah and that's why it was like oh man so you going back and watching these and knowing some of the stuff that happens you're like it it has way more potential and feels that it does than you see it the first time you're like oh okay you know and then when they show up after he dies and he, and he you know he said you'll never get this what is it you'll never hear the horns uh of something and get the 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 lights of whatever you know which is i guess the ravager funeral and then and then they show up and do it it's like yeah, oh, yeah. Man, that's so and did you notice when they did you know when his um ashes for like you know the light from him yeah kind of an arrow it looked like the arrow i mean i i mean obviously that was important but that was like you know a nice little touch it could have been yeah. just like yeah they could have done a million things with it and they did that i mean so uh, also when they had him on his uh, his funeral pyre and they have all this stuff on him, one of the things I noticed is they have a uh, national defense medal pinned on his chest. Oh, which I, I was like, yeah. obviously would never know that. Well, that it's one of those things is that that's what drew my eye right away, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And there's also a uh, patch from a um, can't remember if it's Air Force, but it's a um, a patch that has from a certain rocket thing, and, it's, and they called it a pocket rocket. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, so he had that on there and stuff like that. So they, they had a lot. Oh, he also had the little um, the little blue crystal um, that he got, uh, that he put it on his uh, ship and the little uh, troll doll. Right troll there. Doll, oh, yeah, I saw the troll. So they, they yep. did a really good job throwing a bunch of little things like that in there. And I thought it was really cool. You know, they kind of they kind of really played up the fact of what it was. And in, in, yeah. um, this is a, another one where uh, they didn't, they didn't throw a joke in, you know. Usually, it's ha, you know, serious, serious, serious. Yeah. Ha, ha. They really. Well, it would have been a perfect time for Rocket to come in and throw some bullshit in there or whatever and all that, and they didn't. They just made it kind of really like. Well, so the and I think it's in the movie. I think they Rocket's the one that call put the call out to the rest of the Ravagers. Right. So it was Rocket yep. that set right. that up, and I mean that's you know and you go back to the the conversation they had where him and rocket you know are arguing and he's like he goes i know who you because you're me boy you know he's yeah you know, why are you so mad right, and, and right. stuff like that exactly and, so that's exactly why i did it and i was like god man it's like watching this a second time and and looking at all that or the third time and looking at all that man it has such such a bigger hit it's a much it's a little deeper i mean they changed some oh, of the characters deeper. like you said before but it's much deeper than the first one the first one's definitely got a lot more levity to it and all that and this yeah. had a lot more deepness you know whether it's you know uh star lord with his dad or whether it's you know like we're saying with gamora gamora and, and uh, nebula you know the the you know rocket with yondu like all these things it's like there's so many interactions which are so much deeper than yeah. the first movie and it really kind of you know on top of like all the sort of comedy stuff like you know you are hideous <laughs> you know things <laughs> like that it's like there's all this deep stuff and they really do a good job of kind of mixing it up and it's going to be very interesting to see what you know, they if do, they do guardians one. three to see how they 
well, they, it's, it's well, it's been going back and forth. I know they 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 fired James Gunn and then they brought James Gunn back. Apparently, that's because the cast I, like said they weren't going to do it unless he was. Hashtag he was me too. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I had, I, I have a theory on all that. Um, you, you, you know why they fired him, right? Right, because he he sent a bunch of tweets out like rape and years before but it was comic years before and and the guy the guy that he was comments. communicating with is the is the head of trauma films and andrew actually did a film with him by the oh, way oh really uh, andrew's her husband yeah, in and, case you guys didn't know oh yeah um, <laughs> he's, he's he's acted in some very very small films but he did a film with this i forget the guy's name but he's a head of trauma and he's just he's kind of known for just being like a sick bastard basically and he and james and it, you could tell it was just them bullshitting and just trying to be as gross as possible one up each other kind of thing yeah exactly yeah. and i'll it, tell you it, what i i used to be that person that would try and one up somebody and and in the last <laughs> two or three years i'm like i don't one up anybody okay fair enough yeah good anyway good and, yeah, just don't so. put it on twitter <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know how to use Twitter and, and or Instagram or TikTok. And, and the thing or... is, and the thing is, yeah. And when it came out, it was like, oh, this is this is really horrible. This is really gross. And then, and I think the Disney executive said, we can't have this. We can't be associated with this. These are films for children, really, right. or families anyway. And we can't have him making jokes about this. And so they they're like. I think they called him up and said, look, you have to, and and he was embarrassed and he's like, okay, fine. And he he's like, I'll resign. And then in the days after that, it comes out that it's like what exactly it was that he was doing and that the person who, who outed him was like some super right winger guy who was trying to, who does this to, to like all of the Disney people oh, and wow. is trying to, and is trying to like, setup. hey, you, you, yeah, it was a setup essentially. And and at the same time, the cast and, and, and other actors and directors are saying, you, you're making a mistake here. This is not this guy. And But at the time, Disney was trying to merge with Fox or purchase Fox. Yeah. And so the whole, so it was like, James Gunn is like, you heard nothing. He didn't mention it. He did no interviews. He, he signed off Twitter and the day after the uh, Fox Disney merger was finalized, yeah. suddenly it's like we've uh, we've uh, this is with James Gunn and he's going to come back and do Guardians of the Galaxy three. So I think what happened was behind the scenes, like a couple of days afterwards, they called him up and said, "All right." Just lay low and we'll bring we, you back. Yeah, it's we, we made a mistake. We're really sorry. You you got a raw deal. We will rehire you, but we can't do it until the mergers finish because that will be the story. And we yeah. wanna we wanna have everything we look be, perfect. We wanna be more billionaires than we already are. <laughs> yeah. so exactly. In order to be well, more billionaires than we already are, you have to take a beat. And well, kinda... essentially essentially I, I'm sure I don't I don't know this for sure, but I would, I would Wait, bet. You don't you that, know the inner workings of Disney and Fox, <laughs> like at the I, highest I, level. I, am, <laughs> I imagine, I imagine a dump truck full of money was driven over to James Gunn's house at some. Point. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know what he's doing now? He's he's doing um, the Suicide Squad, which is yeah uh, the follow-up to Suicide I, I Squad, like, the Suicide I Squad like movies. Well, I like was, I like the first one minus the Joker. Well, Joker's not in the Suicide. The Joker Squad. in that one was horrible. And the it, last it, two Jokers have been horrible. There's already like a you. There's a there's a like a <laughs> we'll comic talk about trailer, that some other time. And then there's a there's a behind the scenes, but they shot it all before COVID, and he's been basically editing it this whole time. Right. Um, yeah. So so it should come out next year, um, once the theaters reopen. Yeah. Um, but it looks, so it looks we're getting, pretty crazy. Yeah, we're getting a little off topic. You talked about the Joker's. You could do a whole podcast on every Joker in oh, the movies. Yeah. We like could. look at all the jokers and go through every joker in the movies and analyze which one's the best joker uh, it sounds good i'm i'm, I'm down for that i'm down <laughs> yeah. for whatever um all right anyway we're off topic yeah. again yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> so we also had we uh we had craglin in this one um which i is is james gunn's brother sean gunn and yep. he he is one of my favorite characters in in these he's really great i agree he, yeah. he does a great job and he has he has his little his moment you know where you kind of get the I just wanted I just wanted to be a son also you know moment yeah. with with Yondu and stuff like that and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he has some of the best. He had that interaction with uh, Nebula, where you know he's like you know when they're gonna get the bounty or where he's like so so what are you gonna do with your money and she goes off on this rant like you know I'm gonna kill this, my this and that and he's like oh I just thought you'd buy something pretty to talk about with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's just his delivery on it is so classic. It's like yep. she is so she goes on this like serious like one and a half two minute kind of rant on this like just hell bit. You're like, oh my god, this is starting to make me kind of you know itchy. I don't know if I want to be around this. And then he goes, I I just thought you meant buy something pretty. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh man. Well, so I'll good. tell you this: like his character, the thing, I, the the two scenes with his character that are that are great are, um. Well, not sorry, not his character, but the arrow. So, so there's the whole thing, you know, the whole thing with the arrow, like, like the fact that he gives it to Quill, or Quill gets the arrow, he fixes it, and Quill has it, and then he hands it to him. And he's like, I think you wanted you to have this. And yeah. He gives it to him, and he's trying to control it, and he's like, you know, it, 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 you know, he's doing his best, doing the best he can, and it like. It he goes tracks, right into right? tracks. He shoots it right neck. into tracks and all that. But <laughs> yeah. the other thing about the arrow that's really like, like, kind of like telling of like the relationship between, you know, Quill and Yandu is the fact that he's like, you think I thought about what I was doing with that? You think I thought about what right. I wanted to do with it? He's yeah. like, I just kind of felt it. And then here's, here's Quill and he's like, that's what I have to do. And that's what I'm going to have to do to, you know, kind of make it work. But yeah. So that that was the biggest letdown in this movie was the, the fight with ego. Like it, it it was like, it was like the Superman uh, fight. Well, let's just bash each other through a bunch of buildings other than the, the Pac-Man reference. Well, everything else to me was kind of like, I mean, it had, it had some, some, I thought sending Groot off to, to, set the bomb well that, that was kind that of well that was great that was the best i would say that was one of two or three best scenes in the whole movie the the whole do you got any tape <laughs> well oh, hold on and you hear him in the background yeah. Mora, you got any tape that was almost He's like, like duct tape to yeah. the yeah, beginning duct tape. dancing it's like, like yeah no i don't have any 
Then why would you ask? Yeah, that is. Like, that's... Wait a minute. Of all the people that would have tape, you would be the person to have tape. I have to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um... Well, the fact that he pushed the right button, the fact that he's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so that whole scene was was I mean there was part the the bit parts of it were good the fight between Quill and 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 um, Ego I didn't care for I did love the little ship they were in they had I don't know if you guys caught it but they had the little balls that rolled around with the lasers on them and they would go yeah. in a different direction that was such a cool thing to me like the whole time it was a great concept I like that yeah yeah I was like that's fucking badass I guess it's like a mining ship or whatever I'm like that's so cool. Um, right. That I really enjoyed that, um, and also it brought me back to thinking about the the sovereign when they came after him with the ships. Um, they're all like in an arcade. They're yeah. all like yeah. remote. I was like, that's fucking cool as shit too. Um, yeah. I didn't care. Well, I didn't. I will say this: that's the one thing. It's it's interesting you mentioned the arcade piece because when I saw so. I saw the two movies in the theaters the first time, and then so Ready Player One came out after these first two movies, mm-hmm. right? I and I remember that. watching these two movies, watched Ready Player One, and I've watched these two movies at least twice since Ready Player One came out, and I fell asleep in the movie theater. We've talked about this. And <laughs> <laughs> I should probably read the book. I should start reading more. From what you're saying is I should read the book you, and not no, watch no, the movie. Fantastic. I... The book might be fantastic, but the audio book is even better. Okay. Having Will Wheaton read it to you. Just oh, it's Will Wheaton? Something. I would oh, love yeah. it. That'd yeah. be amazing. It yeah. Would. I it would is, definitely it do that. It is worth, like, whatever, $20 on Audible yeah, or, sure, whatever. you know, you sign up, you get one free, make that your free one. It is it is so free. Matter of yeah. fact, it's on, okay. I think it's on Scribe right now, which is, like, $6 a month. Yeah. So I'll check that out. But um, I remember when I saw... When I saw Ready Player One, and then I saw these after, for some reason, it was like, this seems like something that could have been incorporated into like a Ready Player One kind of a concept because it's like they're doing something but doing something else. Like, yeah, they're, it's almost like a, a, a what do they call it? VR, like with the with the right, yeah, the, the virtual yeah. thing or whatever, yeah. and all that kind of thing. So it's basically the same kind of a concept. Ender's Game, too. Uh, Ender's Game, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I remember the the one funny scene about this whole, you know, the VR thing where they're sitting in the things and they're like, they're not actually flying the ships. When the guy is the last guy and he's going, remember what they said? Oh, you suck. Whatever it was. It was like, oh, you're the worst. They're all sitting in the room. It reminds me so much of being in an arcade in the 80s like i'm in the 7-eleven i'm back in the back i'm fighting bald bull i'm trying to do the moves the right way with like like knockout or whatever and it's like i'm trying to do it and it's like everybody's standing around me i'm like so close it's like you get knocked out and everybody turns around i was like oh whatever yeah exactly (laughs) i think it's It's hilarious the same way how they how they portray these characters that are supposed to be like genetically modeled to be perfect humans and the way they talk to each other it's just like they're so full every each one of them is so full of themselves that that's kind of the the best the side effect of of everyone being perfect is now they they all think they're the best and they're going to treat each other like well that that's they're the one percenters that's the representation (laughs) So and then we get now we get a we get a spoiler for I think 
potentially the the um, volume three at the end. Adam where, Warlock. Adam Warlock. Yeah. Which apparently in the comics he was a big deal for the um, the Affinity Gauntlet story. Adam Warlock oh, really? was actually part of that. And, he was one of the of missing people. characters of the night of the 2008 Guardians of the Galaxy. He was like the one that they didn't bring yeah. to the to the movies. So that's 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 a, a possible for the the volume three is that he's he's a character in that. So um, interesting. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, look, and also looking at the cast when I look down at it, it's 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 really interesting. I always scroll through these things. It's like the way they listed on IMDb. David Hasselhoff as the form of David Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, James Gunn Sr. as weird old man. So like, he, stuff like that. It's like, obviously, yeah. James Gunn's like, hey, dad, you want to make a couple so of bucks? His dad's in it. His mom's <laughs> in it. His brother. Oh. They also, um, God, I'm trying, they bring in a bunch of different, like, people's family and stuff are these extras. Like, uh, his dad is actually uh, the scene at the Dairy Queen. Um, oh really? Yeah, where the the big blob is coming up and oh, was it dad. Dairy Queen? I thought it was. It wasn't yeah. Dairy Queen. I thought it was a Pizza Hut, but you're right. It was a Dairy. It was Queen. a Dairy Queen, and so yeah, that's where his dad is, and and I think his mom is there too, the two yeah. of them, and then um, yeah, he just he just he he's all about throwing bones to his friends and family and stuff like that. Why wouldn't you? I'll tell you what, I'd be the same way. If I had right. the, if I had to say over who was in a movie, or I had to say who who could, I'd totally throw like everybody ever knew in the back of a movie for a couple of grand. So Rob like, Zombie. Like five billion, like Rob yeah, Zombie, I think right. what it was. A couple hundred million dollars. Like what's $5,000 for some of my best friends to be in the back right. of a movie? So Rob Zombie is in every one of James Gunn's movies as a voice. He's never really? on screen. He's always a voice in the movie. He's like the voice uh, of the he this. He's a, he's a voice of an unseen Ravenger. He says oh, something. unseen Ravenger. I got you. Yeah, I just saw that. But he's, First he's of all, in, you want to see a great concert? Go see Rob Zombie. You're right. But yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. Him and James Gunn got together for some reason and have become friends. And so he's a voice in everything. Well, they're both directors, movie. right? Rob yeah. Zombie's also directs movies. So that's probably yeah. how they got hooked up. I, someone someone in one of the podcasts I listened to was talking about it. it. It has something to do with it was a movie that they both were working on or had something in well, the they through horror movies. So it wasn't James Gunn. You said, what was his first movie? Slither. Yeah. Slither. Yeah. So it's kind of a horror movie. So. I mean, Rob Zombie. But it, yeah, they cooked up somehow and became good friends, and so now he's yeah. in every one of. But it's always a voice. He's never actually on screen. It's just always as some voice. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Speaking of voices, right? We have that very in. We have the end cut where they have the different Ravager captains together. You got Stallone, yeah. uh, Vin Reams, um, Star Trek America. captain, the one from Star Trek Discovery. Uh, what's her name? She was in right. Um, God, I can't think of her name. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah I'm trying to find it in here okay uh, Michelle Yao Michelle Yao okay. is who it is and she's in uh, something else I gotta find her I'm looking then, go ahead so all of, all of those when they have them together that is the original Guardians of the Galaxy and there's like the little robot head that is voiced by Miley Cyrus oh really, uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah so I mean, there's just all these different crazy things in there, and then Cosmo and, the uh, Space Dog makes an appearance. Wasn't he a Guardian of the Galaxy at one point? You know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, well, like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy. So Avengers was like the B list, B list team. Uh, Guardians was probably like the C list team. <laughs> like if you could make the Avengers, you got you got sent down to the miners and ended up in the Guardians. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool. But and, and so people were actually speculating that they were going to make a movie based off the original Guardians with like Stallone and those guys. And I'm like, no, no, they're not going to do that. That's <laughs> that would be a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I and again back to calling back to the first 15 or 20 minutes of this podcast just soft spot in my heart for Sylvester Stallone man right Rocky I just can't you know it's it's I've run up those stairs I, <laughs> I, I can't tell you I mean it's it's you beat up a side of a cow right well no I've not done that <laughs> but if I had the opportunity I'd probably take oh, it yeah if I was in a meat locker and I saw a side of beef on there I'd feel like I'd need to break some ribs but um <laughs> You just need to go through like a grocery store, go in the back, run through their like a uh, meat department and just start right. hitting back. Say I'm going to the restroom and yeah. just take a right instead of a left and just start <laughs> cracking ribs. <laughs> uh, I actually, I really enjoyed Stallone in the beginning. Like when he, it, you know, they had that Ravager scene. I thought yeah. he, that, he did brought, a good job there. Yeah. He brought like, it was belie- like, that was a powerful moment. You're like, holy shit. There's, there's emotion there. Like, yep. You felt the betrayal in the in the and it was like just you know he's not the greatest actor in the world in everything but this one he did a really good job. Luckily it was only you know two three lines but I mean he killed it. Uh, as and far you as know, what he did. but I'll tell you what I, I'm not gonna like say he's the greatest actor ever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that. But That's good. He knows his role. Right. Like, he plays his role where he needs yeah. to do it. You know whether it's you know. Rambo, whether it's Rocky, whether it's you know, he's got uh, a he's got a typecast that he kills. He kills every time when he does it. Whether it's Demolition Man, Demolition Man, Demolition Man, cinematic genius, right? (laughs) Hey, that was a damn good movie with Wesley Snipes and (laughs) come on, uh, Wesley Snipes. They were trying to set us up for the pandemic. Academy Award winner. Uh, tried- what's, what's the woman? Uh, his, his Sandra Bullock, uh, Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Academy <laughs> Award winner Sandra Bullock. I mean, come on, guys! They tried to teach Taco us about every time, every time I order pizza online, I think about exactly. that exactly. <laughs> right, or go to Taco Bell because they won the Burger Wars, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Every restaurant is Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell won the Burger Wars. Let that sink in. <laughs> right. and the three seashells, right? <laughs> yeah, they tried to teach it. They tried uh, to prepare us for this pandemic uh, with the three shells. Right. Right. You know, which I still don't Absolutely. understand. <laughs> but, Absolutely. You know, with, with not being able to get toilet paper, we need to learn. Uh, right. So, right. There, I mean, there's – I – I don't know. Like I said, I, I if I had to go sit down and you, they go, okay, you can watch one movie is Guardians one or Guardians two. I'm probably going to pick Guardians two. As much as as I think the first All one right. is great, there's so many things in two that I love so much more. Even though the final scene, the the big battle, was not as good. I love the big battle in in the in the first one so much more. I I don't care for it, but I think it's all the other stuff. I mean, you get the ending. Who? Rocket when when he when he he knows Quill is not going to make it kind of thing he kind of you know he knows he's he's sacrificing himself and Gamora tries to go and he has to shoot her he's like I'm not going to lose more than one friend today you know yeah. like fuck right. oh, how, great like, line God great damn line. yeah but he has the yeah. same same thing in in Guardians one with uh, Groot sacrificing himself and and it's still oh, tugging gosh. at your hearts with Rocket there so. I think that one right, was so even let's harder. take a poll I know there's, <laughs> I know there's four of us so let's take a poll. Noah's obviously two. Nina, yeah. what do you think? One or two? If you had to watch it ten times in a row, which one would you pick? I I have to say one, just because the pacing on two is is 
Sorry, sorry, Noah. I, I, and, and the thing no is, no apologies. We yeah, don't apologize here. We're the no. least. Yeah, we're, the, we're the least PC. We're the most PC podcast I think of all these movies ever. So, Steve, what do you think? You had to one. watch them ten times. One, one, one. Yep, one. Twenty Same times. Yeah. I, I understand, and I, and there's parts of one I love. There's just some parts of two that I love so much more. I get I, it. I do. You I mean, you know, Ragnarok, Ragnarok, and the Thor movies are your favorites. So I really can't argue with your twisted like. <laughs> well, it, I mean, it's hard because they don't. They're not all on the same level, too. Like you know, you can't compare. You you really can't compare Thor and the Guardians. To uh, Avengers Endgame and no, Infinity of course, just, no, they're, it's they're, day they, and night. They run in different lanes for sure, um, and that's why. Well, I, I would say all the. I would say, take the. I would say there's three sort of pieces to it, in my opinion. There's the Thor movies, which kind of have their sort of series. The Guardians movies have sort of their thing, and then the rest are kind of in the other category. Yeah, I mean, would you guys agree with that to some degree? You can I, disagree. I'm not going to be offended. I I, I'm not going to like throw my headphones down I, and walk I, out of the room. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a couple of movies that I would say are more. They're kind of in their own, like Ant Ant Man, the Ant Man movies. Yeah. So are kind of on their own wavelength, just because the. There's the setup movies, right? The, so you this, have Iron Man one and two, Captain America one and two. Um, they fall in the same category for sure. Uh, you've got the th uh, Thor one and two. Uh, you got Ant Man and then Ant Man and Wasp. They're all just kind of like set up, like okay, these are what we're doing in in our spare time, or this is how those origin stories, right? Then you got the Avengers, you got Ultron, you've got Endgame, where they they team up, and you could almost say Captain America Civil War is in that realm where they're kind it's of a that's team an up. Avengers Even, movie. Yeah, even even Captain America: um, Winter Soldier, because you know you get you get a little bit more pieces, but it's it's kind of it's got a foot in one and foot in the other. Yeah. Where Guardians is is in a way it's it's a team up movie, but it's also a, a origin story. It, it's kind of yeah, but it's it's more on the comedy level, I think, than any any of the others. Thor Ragnarok is the closest of the others that kind of get to that comedy level. Well, that's to me. That's all comedy, but we'll get to that in oh, oh, God, it's so eight good. months. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we got we got a big run of like uh, uh, shield. Uh, we're coming up on we're coming up on the the the, the desert of TV shows. <laughs> we have the desert of TV shows. I will I will say this, and you, and I'm gonna. I think we're done with with two, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you where I am with the watching through the whole series. And right now I'm at um, I'm on Iron Fist. And oh God, sorry. I think you talked about how much you didn't like Iron Fist, and yeah. I'm five episodes in. I'm actually digging it. I'm liking Iron Fist. I don't. I really am liking Iron Fist right now. There's there's parts of it I liked, and then there's parts I didn't like, and then and then. Well, the, I'm I'm sure the 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 martial arts part you hate. <laughs> I'm guessing. It's, just a hunch. <laughs> some of it's really bad. Some of it's okay. I actually like the the fighting in, in Daredevil a lot better. Um, the, the fighting in Daredevil is is I don't know anything about martial arts, and you know a ton more about it than I do. Yeah. But to me, the the fighting in Daredevil is some of the best sort of non superhero fighting yeah. of all the things we're watching so far. Yeah. And it's I I, I have. Go ahead. 
I, we we just started watching Daredevil, and uh, my husband wanted to watch it with me, so I'm not watching it as fast as I like. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, well, you got you well, got at least a month and like, a half, I think. Oh, I, geez, I know, a but month and a half. He, <laughs> but <laughs> but we're like we're just up to episode seven, and I'm really digging the that first a season's lot. really I, good. I think the first season. I really think good. all all the Daredevils are really good. Um, in my book, uh, you know, none of them touch Punisher. Punisher is by far the best out of all of them. Um, okay. And then, you know, yeah. I think Iron Fist and and Luke Cage have moments, but they don't. They're not. They're not up. There. I like. We'll we'll get into it, but yeah, I like Luke Cage a lot. <laughs> I like Luke Cage a lot. There's part. Okay, my biggest problem with Luke Cage is the fighting. That is that is yeah, one of the things that it's and, true. And I hate the fact that they have to have a break interlude every episode to show a, a house band playing for a couple minutes. It, it just annoyed me. It's like, really? I, I, I could I know. see that, yeah. I mean, it's I get stupid, that. but it's one of those things that just annoys me. I'm like, but I, And the thing I appreciate about, I mean, uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but the thing I like about Luke Cage is the actors they have gotten to be in that series are like yeah. amazing, amazing actors. Yeah, like, they do. They do a great job with what they do. It just it it just wasn't for me. Yeah, that's I, fine. I, I, I will say this: watch, watching the first season of Daredevil after going through all seven seasons of um, Agents of Shield. Oh fuck that! That's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> that is insane. It's like, the transition. It's like, the transition from anything on Netflix to to Shield is bullshit. It's yeah. terrible. It's the worst. There's it's day like, and night. Like the stuff yeah. on Netflix is so much better than anything that's on. ABC. I know. I'm. I'm like. I'm like. Oh wow! It's actual film stock, and there's colors, yeah. <laughs> and people are people are acting. Agents of Shield in comparison to anything that's on the Netflix series is just like, are you kidding me right now? That's <laughs> uh, that's that's why I did. That's why I did it first. Yeah. Actually, so that's what we have coming like... up next is season two of Agents of Shield. Yeah. Awesome! I can't wait. And that's 20, 22 episodes. <laughs> Then following that, we have Daredevil. So that, that should yeah. be pretty good. All right, okay. that'll be good. Daredevil then we, will be good. Yeah, then we get into – then after that will be uh, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, which I'm actually looking forward to. I, I, I love Ant-Man. Ant-Man's Ant -Man great. Ant-Man is so good. Once again, I love San Francisco. Don't you – can't, you can't sway me away from any San Francisco movie. <laughs> I mean, so, I don't know whether it's I, I, The Rock. Ant-Man's another one that I – Ant-Man's another one that I didn't see in the theater because – I didn't like the comics. And when I finally saw it, I'm like, oh man, I wish I had seen this in the theater. Yeah. It was so, I, I like that one. Stupid. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, All right. right well, so what's, what's the wrap up here? No, I actually, well, I'm going to, I'm going to add a new thing to this. All right. Nice. So as I listen to the podcast, I take notes. Oh, great. Notes. Nice. <laughs> and, wow. Like and a professional and everything. Back on. Sorry. I can't read my notes, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I have uh, something came up at one point where you guys said you were talking about. Sorry, I'm killing you. I know. So we <laughs> talked about you guys talked about movies and why movies were so much more in, in so much more impactful when you're a kid versus when you're an adult. And we kind of talked about that a little bit tonight because you know I forget I forget which podcast it was. I should probably take better notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but one of the things you guys talked about was how um movies as a kid are more impactful than movies when you're an adult and i just i i, I wanted to 
kind of dip a little bit into that because I think when you're a kid, you, at least in my opinion, like it's, you don't have as much experience in your life. Like right now, like I've had so much more in my life that I've done with. I've been married, I've been divorced, I've bought houses, I've sold houses, I've like whatever and all that kind of stuff. But when I was nine or 10, like I, the best thing I could do was go on vacation with my family and go see a movie. And I remember the first movie and, and you, know, you probably remember this, but the first R-rated movie I ever saw was yep. Bustin' Loose. Yep. And we were in Canada and, yep. and I was about what, nine? Is that Richard Pryor? We were, you were maybe 11, but I have to set this up. There was one movie theater in town. There was one movie theater with one movie. Nice. And my parents wanted to go yeah. see a movie and they're like, I guess we're seeing Bustin' Loose. <laughs> <laughs> and we went in that and we came out of it and it, well, I'm sure my parents were like, what did we just do? Like kind of a thing and all that. And it's just like, you just have less experience in your life and all that kind of stuff. So it's just like, I, I, I you guys, you guys bring things up all the time. And I'm like, I got to call back to that. I got to do that. So this is, this is at the end of the podcast. Every time I'm going to pull something back from something you guys brought up before. Nice. I love that. Well, you know, Guardians is actually a good example of a movie that tries to draw on nostalgia. You know, for for us adults, and it draws a lot on 70s culture, just kind of like we, you mentioned Ready Player One, which does a lot of callbacks yeah. towards towards old uh, old 70s and 80s reference, or 80s and yeah. 90s, but here we're kind of in 70s and 80s. 80s mode you get a lot of references and so maybe the the younger generation wouldn't get it get that side of guardians of the galaxy like like we do that that this, recognize yeah, I, mean, callbacks. I mean there's a lot of yeah this is this is hitting a lot of gen x boxes <laughs> definitely yeah <laughs> well and i think it was and, and even yeah even up to the point i wanted to mention this ego's planet mm -hmm. all of the like the landscape in there I'm, I'm like watching and it's like, this looks like the old Del Rey paperback covers. Mm, yeah. If you guys, I don't know if you guys read sci science fiction no. in the eighties, but they had that kind Wait, of like- Did I read? I was well, in school in the eighties, so I didn't read. <laughs> I barely okay. know how to read. Are you kidding me? I draw very well, but I don't know how to read. <laughs> well, no, but I know no, what you mean. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But no, it's I'm kind kidding. of that you day, those day glow colors. And yeah. I mean, just there were different things yeah. in there. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this definitely looks like Piers Anthony novels yeah. or whatever. So, well, I'll tell so, you, it's, it's it interesting. Was, it was, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. It's just like visually, it was like, it was like pinging me that way. I'm like, this is like yeah. being in the, being in the sci-fi section at Jeans. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, it's interesting you mentioned that. I've started reading more in the last, I don't know, 10 months, let's say. Um, but I've started reading um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, nice. the, but it's all six books in one big book. And I've started reading that recently. Wow. And it's, uh, you know, I never really read before, but, you know, uh, we don't need to get into this. We can talk about this <laughs> offline, let's say, but there's been a lot of changes in my life in the last couple of months. And, you know, it's allowed me to kind of clear my head, let's say, in a couple of ways. And I've read a lot more. And, you know, it, it really, it's a very, as much as I love movies so much, reading books recently has really opened, you know, my sort of eyes. And you guys talk about reading books and you guys talk about like, 
Ready Player One the book and Ready Player One the audiobook, and you guys talk about reading books and things like that. And it's like, you know, I really want to start reading more because of a lot of stuff you talk about. And even, you know, not necessarily comics, but you know, you guys talk about getting the the comics, you know, through through the iPad or getting comics yeah. through, you know, yeah. online or whatever. And things like that would be great because I certainly don't want to start buying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds no. and hundreds of comic books, but I'd be fine with reading them like on my phone or exactly. iPad or whatever and all that kind of stuff. So it's just they're, like they're that, fantastic that kind of on the thing. iPad. I'm telling you, right. it's it's a whole new yeah, world. That kind of a thing is great. So I mean, that kind of a thing and whatever. So, but we're getting way off topic. We're. You know, I wanted to talk about what you're saying originally, though. The 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 difference between watching a movie as a kid and and as an adult, you, you know, the experience is part of it. But I think also kids uh, are more likely to let their imagination flow, like they're more likely to believe in in what's going on and and where. Uh, as an adult, we get jaded to a lot of stuff, so it, we have a harder time turning off our our disbelief, and so. I think that's why, you know, along with experience, uh, movies can be way more impactful as a kid and, and, and we get more into them. Also, uh, as a kid, we're less worried about everything else. So that's uh, true. You know, Absolutely. You know, you're not you're not sitting in the theater going, fuck, how am I going to make my mortgage payment or fuck? I got to work tomorrow. You know, you're just right. thinking, hey, I, this is what I'm doing right now. I don't got much else going on. So where's the uh, popcorn? Yeah. And then I need more snow caps. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then to talk about reading, um, the the thing about reading to me is is it is a movie, but you're the director, right? They're giving you the story, so you get to put the visuals in your own head, and that's, you know, if you're not an imaginative person, it's it's probably not as fun. But I, you know, I um, I hate seeing a movie after I've read a book and already put the characters in my mind, and then they, I see them on the screen and they're nothing like them. It just yeah. it, hard you know like i had the harry potter uh books i read all those and they're they're fabulous the difference was is i read the books after i saw the first movie so i had those characters in my head you know and I haven't so seen my, those movies either sorry I, what <laughs> I'm <just laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> i love movies just not they haven't seen them all they're on my list you Man. should see my list of movies yeah it's, i bet it's well, like Huge. Okay, you can just see my movie collection then, because it's probably as big as your list. <laughs> I, I, well, talking about collection, I used to buy every DVD movie. That oh, I used to be at Best Buy every Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. were release days. I'd be at yeah. Best Buy every Tuesday. I used to and work so, at Blockbuster, man. Come on. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've now I've, – I've hunkered down, and now I only buy – I buy all the Marvel as soon as they come out, um, and then I'll buy some individual things. You buy the DVDs still? I buy the Blu-rays. Oh wow! Yeah. As a matter of fact, I have the DVDs. I just picked up um, a three-pack uh, that had all the Wick movies in it. Um, <laughs> Love. Well, I've I've downloaded them in 4K. On, I mean, I get them on. I, I I'm more of a. See, I and I'm the paranoid guy that I'm like I don't I have all these movies that I got the digital codes for. Well, I had them on on this program, and that program just went kaput. So now I don't have them anymore, and I'm like, buy oh. from iTunes. I buy them on iTunes. I I buy movies on iTunes. I, but if but if iTunes ever, I mean, not oh like seriously, it. if <laughs> iTunes ever goes out of business, really? If but iTunes yeah. ever goes out of business, we're all fucked. Yeah. I mean, that's what really is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing is I like I like having a physical copy of certain movies and things like that. So yeah, um, I don't I get I'm, it. I'm, I'm I'm with well, that. I just and I'm I, I kind of get what you're saying i mean i also live in a very small san francisco right. kind of apartment so that's there's a difference there i don't i don't have the 
I have, but, I have a half acre. I can I can hold all. Yeah, of them. exactly. You could build a shed <laughs> in the back for your audio video watching studio. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, no, I, I, took, I, I get I, it. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I was saying uh, I I took a wall out of the the DVD boxes and I just have them in a file file yeah. drawer now. Well, I actually I I, so. I it's interesting you mentioned that because. You know, I, I sent something Facebook or whatever, and we're getting way off topic. Obviously, people are people have already fast forwarded to the end of this podcast at this point. Thank God if you're still listening. Steve, Steve, Thank the Lord if you're still like, listening to this podcast. Okay, I will say that right now. And but um, you know, I, I want to make some. I want to make some. I, I would have made wanted to make DVDs or CDs for my nieces because yeah. they like a band I like, and it's a cover band. I don't want to do a, a CD of the actual song and the cover song at the same time. Oh. And there's not everybody has a CD player these days. So I'm like, how do I do this? And like, oh, people like do Spotify. I'm like, eh, I don't think they have bootleg versions of songs on Spotify that I could. <laughs> Put it on a zip drive. Like that's, a little... a zip, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a zip drive and, and do it that way. So, Get a Zune yeah. player, right? Isn't that? Right, Get a Zune. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'll just, songs. exactly, I'll get a Zune. Nice, nice callback, Steve. Nice callback. I'll Bring get it a back to the topic, level. right? Guardians of the Galaxy. I'll get a 19, I'll get a, I'll get a 2005 iPod <laughs> for them with just those songs on it, with those 20 oh. songs on it. <laughs> hey, maybe they'll become the next uh, Star-Lord. Exactly, hopefully. Those, yeah. If anybody's gonna be the next Star-Lord, my nieces could be the next star right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right well, guys. i think i think we should wrap up with that steve before we leave why don't you tell them where they can find us oh uh well if you bring up your web browser and type in <laughs> hwsi.podbean.com you'll find us there and you can also email us at the dot hwsi dot podcast at gmail.com thank you very much nice <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you're still with us, uh, we need to do that. Once again, yeah. Thank you guys for being with us. Uh, that was awesome. Um, and thanks. we'll hit, uh, I think, like I said, we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season two next. So uh, about three weeks from now, we'll, we'll do that. One. <laughs> I can tell Bo's already excited. <laughs> hey, Elite S.H.I.E.L.D. got better than it was the first season. I think true. It, true. It gets, it gets better for two seasons the and lowest of bars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't get much lower. All right, cool. Well, that's it for right. us. Let's say good night. Night. Take it easy. Thanks. Bye.